Welcome Kaboom! back to the Hank Scream right. situation. Welcome back of the to the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Make sure you guys thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Let's do this. Let's see jazz hands come on for all of those who are actually showing their faces. We're doing jazz hands right here. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Ghost is just doing some kind of, oh, he's doing a what's, dance. Dylan, what's I don't the know protest you, jazz pinky? Jazz Pinky, you could do Jazz Pinkies if you want to do it. We are live. This is episode 495 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Our guests tonight are Ghost Tactical, as you can see him up there. Um, and then we've also got uh, Dylan, Young Dylan. I think I'm going to call you Young Dylan. I don't know. We're going to have to come up. You know what? Listen, during this episode, let's do this. Let's all figure out a nickname for Dylan that we could agree to. Babyface D. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that to him, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was that? Hold on. Uh, we've also we've got Marco from Gun Channel. What what did you say, Marco? Call him Little D, Baby D. No, no. I don't Baby think he's. D. I don't know if he's gonna want to be Little D or Baby D either. Yeah, yeah I'll pass on that. Uh, well, actually, you're not allowed. Hey, you're not. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to approve your nickname. By the way, Dylan. He's in college. Uh, what oh. happened to What happened to Dill Speck? Dill Speck. Uh, okay. He's in college, good. right? Yeah, he's in college. Call him, uh, call him Big Deal Campus. <laughs> call him Pickle for the Dill. Dill yeah. Pickle. Dill Speck. Oh, you know what? I don't know if Dill Speck is any better either. Yeah, well. Yeah. Speck D. I don't know. We'll come up with some kind of nickname. Maybe. Okay, he's put a, he put up Dill Speck as his nickname that he wants. But you can't pick your own nickname, though. No, you can't, All actually. Right. No. That's fine. <laughs> you can't. You cannot actually pick your own nickname. But we'll see. We'll leave it to the people. We'll go through that tonight while we're here. So everyone out there, thanks for watching. Uh, the show's brought to you by Harry's Holsters, maker of fine holsters on the show here. Um, you know, the, the code for that, It by the way, is Hank Strange. You get 10% off at Harry's Holsters. So if, if you're in the market for a Kydex holster, check those guys out. We sometimes have Harrison here on the show. He was also at SHOT Show. Um, I think everyone on the panel tonight was at SHOT Show, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And in case you guys are wondering, that, like, weird blue thing up in the corner with the <laughs> S on it, that's going to be Marco right there from Gun Channel. Superman, I got an S on my chest. Yeah, yeah, he's in, he's enjoying it. Um, S for small, that fits him. Oh shit! Him. Shots fired. <laughs> S for superior. <laughs> Dude, we're all short compared to you, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, am I the tallest person on the panel tonight? Oh boy. Probably. Yeah, that's new. So anyway, no, I have to repel from my own truck, so I know I'm not tall. Oh well. Yeah, you're from the <laughs> you're from the little gun guy mafia. I am. Yeah, why am I getting an echo? Someone's echoing back here. I'm gonna. Uh, I think. I guess that's Marco. Yeah. Um, all right. So, like I said, we've got Ghost up there. Ghost, what's going on with you, man? How's everything? What's up, man? Just uh, glad that I'm not sick, and uh, you know, I'm thinking of all our buddies out there that did get sick last week and all that. But uh, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not sick, so sorry for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you take any special precautions? Is that why you didn't get sick? You were, I mean, were you like, all right. Uh, so there's a couple, yeah, vitamin I started C? about a month ago. Yeah. I started about a month ago taking a bunch of vitamins and stuff, but to be honest with you, like I went to Somalia in January of 95 and we had to get like a bunch of shots before we went. I literally haven't really been sick 
since then. So I don't know. Uh, they, luckily, you went to Somalia in '95, and they gave you some kind of thing that You're you never just, get. You'll never I, get sick ever again in life. Apparently, I'm like a <laughs> robo dude. Now okay, or all right. Whatever it is, I haven't been sick in a while. So, mm. Mm. okay. Uh, knock it on wood. Knock it on wood. Okay, we'll go to the big S on his chest, Marco. <laughs> What's up with you, man? Um, you were at Shot Show. I think I ran into you at least once. Shit, yeah, no, I think we ran into each other like two or three times. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely not sick. I was sneezing like Saturday and Sunday. But bro, mm-hmm. it was like, it was, yo, me getting to Shot Show is always an adventure. So getting there and coming back this year was a fucking adventure all oh. over. Okay, and by the way, Lola said, which it's already too late, but Lola said no cursing for you. Oh. She doesn't care if you're from. Yeah, she was, yeah, she, she says it doesn't matter if you came from Maryland or not. You are not allowed to curse. So there you go. Okay, and uh, also we've got Dylan. Dylan was at Shot Show. Did you get sick? No, I didn't. But uh, you want to talk about precautions? Uh, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, so I was strapped with plenty of hand sanitizer. Oh, was yes. that you walking around in a bubble or something? Oh, <laughs> no, that no, that wasn't me. But like, I would after I shook someone's hand, I would like I would like grab it out of my bag, uh, and I oh. ran out of it. I felt like a New Yorker with seven rounds. Yeah. So you're saying that you uh, you met me at Shot Show, you shook my hand, and then you put hand sanitizer on. You did. Uh, now were you hand? So most no, people. don't lie now. Don't try to clean it up. Don't try to clean it up. <laughs> Yeah, I know I saw you make some kind of motions. I was, I was like, well, I wonder what he's doing right there. Getting the hand sanitizer, huh? You were, you know, the he more was hand sanitizer you use, the more super germs you create. Yeah. that's. I think I agree with Marco on that one. I think that hand sanitizer will bring on the actual zombie apocalypse. I, that and vegans. <laughs> i'm pretty sure you know what there was i think there was some book that i was or a series of books i was reading where the the zombie apocalypse start, started with the hand sanitizer i think somewhat some people deliberately poisoned it so they can make everyone sick i'm just saying man well i'm in trouble then yeah germs are actually good for you Nah, yeah. I really believe hand sanitizers and vegans are going to start the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Why vegans? Why? Uh, okay. I, under, I understand the hand sanitizer thing. I'm with that. Why the vegans, though? What did they? How, what did All they right. Do? Since you always like to crack height jokes, you know what I'm saying, for someone being average height yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Columbus landed in the Americas in 1492. Okay. I don't know what. I don't want height jokes and height jokes and Columbus. What do they have in common? Go ahead. Okay. Uh-huh. Columbus landed in the Americas in 1492. We fought mm-hmm. the War of Independence, what, 1776? So let, let's just call it 300 years, right? Okay. In those days, we're probably talking eight generations of, you know, baby's death, baby's death, because we only lived like, be like 50 years old back then. Mm-hmm. So in roughly six to eight generations, the average American was fighting its European ancestor was two, was an average of two inches taller simply based upon the amount of meat that they ingested because everyone else came from Europe where there wasn't as much meat as there was in America. So the average American was two inches taller than his native ancestor to about 300 years later. So keep eating vegetables. You'll just be a shorter, smaller person and a weaker at that. Okay, so you're saying like, so the Native Americans, did they, so the Native people here, were they eating meat or not? 
No, I'm not saying the native people. I'm saying the native Euro- so the, the, oh, the, the Europeans that came over. American that that migrated over here was mm-hmm. now an average of two inches taller than their European. Dis, uh, okay, because they were eating meat over here. Exactly. They oh, were okay. just more meat than the Europeans were. Okay, so so you're saying that the Europeans they left because they were starving. They weren't getting any meat up in. No, I'm saying like, well, I'm not. I'm not saying they left because they were starving. I'm saying that when they got here, mm-hmm. because there was so much more land to, to actually provide for meat, that they were ingesting more meat. Their their mm-hmm. diet their diet their diet consisted of more meat than the average European. Yeah. Um, okay. I thought you know what I could probably go with that. I could go with that. I could see where getting the meat into the system helps with the bones and all that kind of stuff. And helps you out. How the hell does being okay? So that would infer that if you don't eat, and, and I'm pretty sure that ghost eats. Do you eat meat or are you a vegetarian? <laughs> I eat a lot of I eat a lot of beef. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's not helping. Oh, why why don't you want to say you eat meat? What is that? You're like, oh, I eat a lot I of just, beef. I don't want to. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, um, you don't want to say you eat meat. One of my good friends. One of my good friends is a vegan. Uh, he cheats more times than not, but. Um, no, then he's a vegan. He's a fake vegan. Yeah, I don't see him starting the apocalypse. Maybe yeah. he would. I don't. Okay, Marco so does. so I understand that. Um, okay, so if you're if you don't if you're a vegetarian, right or vegan or whatever, you're gonna be short. What does that have to do with the zombie apocalypse? You're just, I guess you're a vegan. You're then. Inferior human being. Oh, okay. So the short people are gonna bring the zombie apocalypse. No, I'm saying? saying it could cause it could cause other bodily defects like the zombie apocalypse to be created inside your body. Oh, oh, by being vegan. Yeah, or by not eating pork like you. Oh, okay. I eat a lot of meat. Pork, no. You know, pork, you no. But life, bro. Huh? You need swine in your life. No, no, no. I don't think so. That one I could do. Pretty pretty well without. I've had I've had uh, pork here and there, but I don't really eat it. Listen, pork you has got a good, high sodium level. Huh? Yeah, but you get a good pork tenderloin. It's as good as anything you can have, man. Okay, okay. I don't yeah, think I've right. ever I don't think I've ever done that. But as long as it's well done, it's all good. As long uh-huh. you, as long as you nuke the crap out of it, you're just absolutely just ruining anything. That, it doesn't even resemble any kind of meat at that point. Yeah, I just I just said that just to get you going. Okay, God, so I'm gonna say this without cursing. If it's pink in the middle, <laughs> shut up and eat it. Okay, <laughs> there's double entendres all up in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in there. Okay, so listen, please smash the thumbs ups, folks. We got lots of folks in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get us off the uh, food topic here and the vegetarians causing a zombie apocalypse. I believe it. I believe it. Vegetarians, people who drive Priuses, um, and some other things, and people people who use uh, hand sanitizer to will join forces. And that will be the trifecta of creating the zombie apocalypse. So there you go. Um, oh, is it fly? Is it Rich's birthday? Let me see. Flying Rich. Uh, flying Rich. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I see Richard Maunder saying a quiet birthday. Oh, no. It's Richard Maunder's birthday. Okay. Shout out to Richard Maunder in oh, England if it's your birthday. I don't really know. Um, I'm guessing that it's his birthday. I'm not paying any attention to the chat. But anyway, so smash the thumbs ups out there. We're here. Shot Show. Do you guys want to talk about Shot Show or are you all Shot Show talked out? Sure. Whatever you want to do, man. As they say, it's your rodeo. 
Yeah. I want to talk so, about the panel that you were on that I didn't get to. The panel, the panel. Okay, what do you want to know about the panel? What was it like? So, like, I didn't make it. I, I totally spaced out about it. 2.45, I realized. I get on the app. I try to find out where this room is. It took me, like, 30 minutes to figure out where the room is, and I'm by, like, the beer garden on the upstairs outside by, like, mm-hmm. past Magpul. Mm-hmm. So... There was no way I'd make it in time. Like I yeah. need to wait like five minutes. So oh. what I want to know is, okay, like you know, what'd you feel of it? I, I mean, because I was I was somewhat disappointed in the crowd. I mean, like, what were some positive, were some negatives? You just, I mean, okay. Um, so let me see. I first of all, I think I would probably <laughs> agree that we did not properly promote that panel. Probably, I'm gonna say that, um, or maybe like the whole shot show thing in in, in general didn't promote it whoever I always I'll just rather take the blame myself maybe we didn't promote it well enough we should have like everyone if everyone on that panel actually got together and coordinated promoting it we probably would have had a bigger turn up out there but I feel like the panel itself was pretty good and I think there was a bunch of people live streaming it so um and there were a lot of dudes on there I'm gonna try to go back and remember you guys can fill me in if you know I know Eric was there I think Big John was there. I think Rob Pincus was there. Raj was there. Uh, who else? Uh, Argo J was Tony's, there. Huh? Tony Simon there? What, Tony yeah, there? Tony Simon was there. Um, who else? I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to go through this and think. Uh, there was uh, Michael. I've, is it? What was the name of the guy? Um, there was a guy here from that organization that I know uh, Rob does a lot Mike of stuff. Dini? Yes, Mike Sedini. Yeah, yeah, he was actually on the show, but I'm terrible with names. Yeah. We had some ladies on the panel. Uh, we had Chris Chen was on the panel. So I, I think what hurts a little bit is it's at two thirty on day one of shot, mm-hmm. and I mean, like I said, I mean, I I I knew about it and was would have loved to have been there, but um, it was first day of shot, and that was kind of one of those times where I was like, crap, you know. So I did not make it, but I, I talked to Pincus that night of at Brownell's party, and mm-hmm. he's, it was a good conversation nonetheless. Yeah. Also, you know, I don't know. It's kind of difficult, right? There's so many things going on at SHOT Show that how do you decide what you're – because the show's going on. Some people aren't there for the whole show, so they're not there from Monday, media day, all the way to Friday or, or whatever. And so the when you're when the show is going on, it's like two hours you have to take out of that show – not walking around the floors doing stuff to go do those kinds of things. It might be easier if it happened after the show. But then again, there's all these parties after the show that everyone has to go to, and everyone can't go to every party. I'm thinking so, yeah, I, I, late, like, you know, like do it late on a Thursday or on a Friday, by the time everyone's feet hurt and what they want to do is sit down. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. So doing during yeah. you're saying during the show, but like on Thursday or Friday? Yeah, I think yeah, that'd like be PM after people have like 50 miles under their feet. Mm-hmm. You know, it was funny because I was talking to Maj that night and he was saying that he feel he felt bad a little bit because he said he invited a lot of people because he honestly expected about half of them to uh, at the last minute say they couldn't make it. That's why there were so many people on the panel. He's uh, like, I, I invite a bunch because I didn't figure everyone was going to show up. Yeah, I, I got invited bad. at the I think I well, I'm not going to say super last minute or anything. I think yeah. he told me, he asked me if I was going there maybe a couple of weeks before SHOT Show, you know. Um, listen, I think it's, I think we should have done some kind of coordinated effort. Uh, 
to get people to go there. But at the same time, I think it was good. I think it did go out live. I think we had some questions. It seemed like there were some people, you know, we got some people from um, a different side of the industry, maybe is a good way to put it than we usually see. So, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there, if you guys were there, what questions um, would you have asked? Of the of so, the diversity so, I mean, panel. So like so the one question that I had because everyone came up to me is like oh like you know like are you going to the panel are you going to the panel mm-hmm. and I was like yeah yeah I'll, I'll go I'll be there I'll be there my next question was where the fuck is it at <laughs> sorry, right. sorry Lola. Lola I spoke like, to him that's your at? people this is this is the problem people from Maryland so ghetto was... I was like I was like I was like where is it at and they would say like the Logan room or something I can't remember like exactly what they would say they're like it's the Logan room and then. My second question would be the same as my first. Where the f is it at? You know what I'm saying? Like okay. no one knew where this place was, but we were supposed to be there at a certain time, and no one could actually give me directions. So, I okay, just, I mean, that was my question. Um, you know, it's it was pretty easy to get to. You go over to the escalators. If any, so I, the people who are listening to this who have not been to Shot Show don't understand anything about it. So it's in the Sands. Uh, what is that? Sands Convention Center. Um, and right in the middle of everything, pretty obvious, there's these, uh, uh, like, moving steps, I guess you call them, escalators, going upstairs. You take those all the way up to the fourth floor, you get off of those things, and it's right there, pretty much. He said moving steps. That's funny. Right. No. <laughs> what, what are they? Escalators? Yeah, escalators. So yeah. I do have a question. What, what I, does I, escalators I mean? Moving steps? No, I don't know. Uh, I did ask Rob uh, about it, and he he was he said it was a great collaboration of people. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this from your point of view: mm-hmm. Would if there were let's say half the panelists on there, mm-hmm. do you think it would have been better to where everyone had more time to talk, or how did you feel about the amount of time that everyone got to get their points across? I think it was pretty. So Maj was uh, Maj was how do we put it? Maj was kind of like. Um, mediating the whole panel so he was taking questions from people and then he was trying to point it off to people but i think everyone there was pretty um got relatively got to speak i think there was like one guy who really didn't get say anything because i think he didn't want to and i think having a lot of people on the panel kind of made people who were nervous that kind of makes it easy right because let's say we cut that down to four people the people up there might be a little bit more nervous because you know, um, I mean, the stage, it, was, it wasn't it was a big stage. It was a small stage, but they had to squeeze everyone into that. But I think everyone relatively got to get into whatever they wanted to say and, uh, um, you know, were able to get their voices out there. So, and it was two hours, so. So let um, me ask you, Hank, what do you think mm-hmm. was the best question that came from the crowd? Oh, you, you really expect that I remember anything. He was asleep, from, Marco. What are you talking la- about? Yeah. You really think I remember something from last week? <laughs> That's what you're trying to tell me. I'm supposed to remember. I have to look at the video to remember what the hell happened. Okay. This is this. I'm just tell. I'm just not trying to make this up. I'm just trying to tell you guys. I don't remember what happened. There were some questions. People asked some questions. I know I spoke. I said something in there, but I really don't know. I can't recall to you what I said. I would have to go back and look at it and uh, tell you exactly what. But I think, let me see. Let me see if I can remember questions. Lola, were there any good questions you remember? Um, there was a woman that asked a question about um, training. 
Training. Lo- yeah, Lola says there was someone there asking a question about training. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do remember that now. Yeah, it's this there was a there was a young lady there that said that uh the training uh is not modernized enough, you know, and she feels like that standard NRA training is kind of, you know, it's kind of played Where out. It's she, cool, it's basic. Huh? Where is she going to get training? Well, I think that maybe she feels like there's not enough um outreach to younger people and all that, which I, I think there's lots of different trainers out there. And I know there's trainers out there that are trying to, that are doing things for kids and all kinds of stuff. So I think she would say that, I think she would say that there's too many trainers and no standardization. Oh, she was okay. She said there's too many trainers, no standardization other than the NRA stuff, which is maybe a little bit too basic. So, um, well, that's that. I mean, I, I train a lot. I mean, uh, I've got thousands of hours in me over my lifetime, mm-hmm. and and there are. I mean, but if you're looking for tactical training or whatever, but there's stop the bleed, there's tourniquet, there's med, there's, I mean, there's all sorts of. There's home defense, there's low light, there's, you know, there's every kind of training that you want. And and it, to me, and I don't, I don't know who this was. Mm-hmm. To me, if she thinks that training is being too standardized and she's not looking hard enough that's just mm-hmm. that's just me yeah yeah absolutely uh shoja says i'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox huh? it's fine sometimes I resemble that sometimes you got to be a blunt weapon you know what that's can i say right. yeah sometimes you got to beat people over the head with stuff um i don't know if you you didn't you didn't get a chance to sit in on that dylan right so no, I didn't. I got to uh, see it briefly on Facebook Live a little mm-hmm. bit, but I mm-hmm. but I didn't get to I didn't get to go. We were uh, we were a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, so that was your first time. You were running around with the uh, the folks from the store. What's the name of that store out there? You can give them a shout out. out in uh, it's Everything Concealed Carry. All right. See, Kentucky, Everything Concealed Carry. You got your shout out. Uh, so you didn't get a chance to go there. Um, you know what? I, from what I remember of it, I think they were. So, for example, I remember there were people trying to figure out, like, how do we reach out to different people outside of the gun community? Some people were asking that question. I remember there was a guy from Florida that was um, that he said he feels like I'm going to figure out how to put this because it's in my words, obviously. But he feels like there are people on the other side. So, for example, uh, black people. He feels that there's a lot of folks out there who support Democrats, you know, and he was wondering, like, how, you know, and because of that, we're getting more and more gun control. And he was trying to say something like, how do we how do we reach out to these people and get them to realize that they're supporting this and we're getting gun control and stuff like that, which I think a lot of people, including myself, um, didn't really agree with that. You know, I don't think this is just a question of, for example, people in minority groups like blacks, Latinos or whatever supporting um, Democrats while we have the problem. Because I think in lots of places, uh, Florida, as an example that he's talking about, you're getting gun control from Republicans. And they're and they're passing it right now as we speak. Yeah, absolutely. So I was just trying to tell him that that um, and when you start when you start on that level, like so. It's, you know, obviously politics is part of this. And I remember people, there were some people there saying, how do we like there's folks who think that politics don't have anything to do with this. And how do we get people to realize that politics are important, right, to the Second Amendment? Um, But I don't think it's just simply 
uh, people's politics that's creating this problem, you know? Um, and, and a lot of times people don't look at themselves when there, when there is an issue. So what we have in the case of that guy, I rem look, I remember this happening when, uh, let's go back to the firearm again, when it was like 2012, 2013 or something. And it was right after the elections. I think Obama got, that's when he got, uh, he got a second term, right? Yep. And then there was this shooting. Mm -hmm. And right before the shooting, though, there were lots of people like upset. Even when, even when Obama first got elected, there's a lot of people upset because they're like, hey, you know, I, to me personally, there are people that in, in the place where I live, which I live in a, in a predominantly white you know, part of the country. You know, I live in the country, and that's predominantly white where I live. And I'm just outside of Gainesville, and there's a, there's a, there's a huge problem. Gainesville itself is liberal. So anyway, there's a lot of people looking at me there, and they're like, "Oh man, why did you vote for Obama?" I never, I didn't even vote for that guy. I never voted for Obama, not the first time or the second time. Didn't have anything to do with me. And I remember having that conversation over and over again, like, dude, do you even look at who actually voted for Obama? It was a lot of Republican white women, you know? But we want to look at, some, at, at something and blame someone for something when it's, you know, that's not exactly true. But I think the feeling is we want to look at people outside and say, it's not someone like me causing this problem. It's you because you just don't get it. And you just keep voting for these people or doing this thing or that thing. And uh, and then I remember when um, when we had this firearm again thing that happened and everyone was running out and buying all the guns. And I was thinking, where the hell were these people when it was time for voting? You know, why did they, when, when, when everyone was voting, why did they not go out there and vote? And then they try to blame it on people that look like me, that they think voted for Obama. And then when all of a sudden they felt like this guy's going to take the guns, they ran their butts out there and uh, bought all the guns. And now we kind of have the flip side of that happening. You got Trump. Everyone thinks everything's good. Right. And none of the gun guys are paying attention and voting. And this is why everything flipped in Virginia. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that like helps answer your question, uh, Marco, in terms of like what I can remember. But I think that one of the things is we're always trying to look at someone else and, uh, and blaming them when I really think a lot of the problems that we're facing now when it comes to guns, really, it starts with us, it starts with the gun guys. We're not paying attention. We're not putting on the pressure on people. And, and, and even if we think it's just easy enough, like go vote for Republicans, get Republicans in your, you know, in charge of everything like we have here in Florida. And then those guys, because we're not paying attention to them, go out and give us more gun control. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down. And I'm not a single issue voter. Now, obviously, the two-way plays a large role in my decision-making process, but mm -hmm. I'm not solely a two-way voter. Mm -hmm. But I think have to be at least cognitive of the people that we're at least looking at to vote for. Mm -hmm. Especially at the local level, sheriffs, aldermen, mayor, mm -hmm. they're going to have little town hall meetings. Mm -hmm. Ask them, blank, what's your stance on two-way? And if they mm -hmm. even remotely shake towards their answer, you got to be weary. So, I mean, mm -hmm. yes, I mean, I, I think that people expect all Republicans to be pro-gun and all Democrats to be anti-gun. Mm -hmm. Well, 
There's a lot of Republicans that are not pro-gun. There are a lot of liberals that are at least pro-Constitution, possibly. Mm -hmm. But I think if you really want to get down to it, especially in the 2020 election cycle, don't be afraid to ask your candidates point blank. What is your stance on the Second Amendment? And if you don't like their answer, then go find someone else to support. Mm -hmm. I don't think people are doing that. I think they're just assuming because they're a part of a certain party that they're going to be taken care of. And that has proven not to be the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, where is where's Marco? See, I can't see your face, so I have no idea if you're listening, not listening. Okay. You got any thoughts you want to interject here? No, I mean, like, I mean, like, I was really just trying to get more like your personal opinion as far as like, what was mm -hmm. it like to participate? What was it like to actually be there? Because I, I, I didn't get a chance to be there. Yeah. And uh, like, I missed mm -hmm. yesterday's podcast, but I think mm -hmm. I caught Mondays because mm -hmm. I was stuck in the airport. But um, mm -hmm. I just, I haven't heard much people like ask you questions about it or anyone oh, okay. actually speak post facto of the event. So I was right. just trying to recap and, yeah. you know, coming from someone who participated. Yeah. But I think it was good. I think it, I think it was a good thing. It probably, I would a hundred percent agree with what you said that it was under promoted or something like that. Um, and I feel like even talking to Maj, he felt that way. If we do it again, we really have to be coordinated with this. Maybe get a bigger room because I don't even think that that room where we're in could have really handled the people if everyone that was on the panel was there promoting it or Shacho, whoever it is that, you know, is responsible for that would have done it. I would be interested in doing that again, but just like getting some kind of coordination on sharing it out like so my suggestion on that would be the people organizing it should have a way to just to make it easy right for everyone who's going to be on the panel send them something like hey post this post this this is what you you put into your social media or whatever and this is the link throw that up on stuff and you know let people know most importantly though the folks at shot show are the ones who could actually show up there and be there so we've got to figure out how to get those guys who are there um, in the room. And I think if it was done again, it would be better. And uh, I think it was interesting. I think it was really, uh, it was really balanced. And we got a real balanced point of view from everyone on on that thing. I wish NSSF would have, I, I didn't see anything from NSSF on it. So maybe, you know, they have a, an Instagram account, Shot Show has an mm -hmm. Instagram account. I would have loved to have seen them promote that as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, you know what I, I would tell you guys? I think this whole thing is antiquated. So I'm not t I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Marge because Marge is pretty hip and with it. <laughs> As the old people like me say, you know, I think Marge is pretty hip and with it. Um, and I think lots of other people are. I think that the NSSF in general is pretty old and antiqu antiquated um, in the way that they go about stuff. And uh they have their things that they really think is a priority. But I think that that would have been really interesting for companies to sit in on and uh, folks that have gun stores to sit in on, right? Um, maybe we can leave out, like, the people who go to SHOT Show, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here. It's gun stores. Like, Dylan, you were representing a gun store, right? Right. So it's gun stores going there. It's the industry, going there. I think there was one guy on the panel from the industry. It's a, a guy that makes ammo. Can't remember his name. Nice guy. Um, and then there's the distributors. The distributors are kind of in the middle, and they don't really give a crap. They're, I think their um, whole setup is that 
they get guns from uh, the manufacturers, and then they go out there to the gun stores, and they, you know, do their spiel and try to get the gun stores to buy this many guns and that many guns or whatever. So I will take them out of the equation because I don't really think they care. Right? Uh, no, I don't think they care. Yeah. So, but I think the industry and the gun stores would really would have liked to have sit down and find out like how do we get access to all these people outside of who we think our normal customer looks like. You know, I I know that Pinkus was talking about. I guess this was Monday during Range Day. They had a Shot Show University thing, and part of what he was involved with which I didn't hear about it until afterwards, not that I would have gone, but mm-hmm. uh, kind of what you're talking about, it was for like range owners, gun shop owners, and all of that on mm-hmm. how they can utilize media, how they can utilize growth and, and promote the two-way through the growth, what the range owners can do to bring in training or you know exhibitions to grow their businesses. And, mm-hmm. and so it's nice. I don't know who all showed up or how many showed up. Mm-hmm. I like idea that at least someone's trying to take the industry the the media the gun shops the the range owners and say you know if we all work together we can all benefit from this Mm -hmm. i don't like i said i don't know how many people showed up but i like the concept yeah me too i think that was a good idea i would have liked to have been in on some of that um and then to go back to who i don't know which one of if it was you ghost or marco that said this I think that some of these things should be like, let's say, I know there's only so much time, but some of this should be put into a time where more people could actually get there. You know what I mean? Because if we're going to talk about something like that, don't you think everyone that's attending this show should have a shot at finding out about this? Or being you sitting know, in I, on it. I tell you, I tell you an interesting idea. And I'm sorry, I don't want to. If, if Marco mm-hmm. or someone wants to jump in, they can, but. Uh, so in the, in the dungeon, they've got Shot Show TV set up. They bring people in to do interviews and all that. That would be a cool place. So you don't have to go try to find it. It's right in the middle of the yeah. basement or the yeah. dungeon, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. That's a big enough yeah. stage that they could do something. And then it's on TV for Shot Show TV, so people could watch it elsewhere. So, I mean, mm-hmm. something like that might be better than finding some obscure room on the fourth floor. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're really interested in that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, getting some, I'm sorry, feedback, I'm getting here. some feedback here. Uh, let's uh, see. Let's see. Brian Quick. Brian Quick. <laughs> Why am I? Are you guys Why hearing that feedback too? I don't hear it. No. Oh, okay. All I right. Hear, but I'm muted right now. Yeah. Um, so Brian Quick says, what was the agenda of the panel discussion? I think the agenda, I think the reason why uh, Maj put this panel together was so that people in the industry, um, st- on the store side, uh, the manufacturing side, could come in and talk to a diverse panel of people um, you know, across the board of everyone. It wasn't like specifically minorities. We had everyone pretty much represented, I think, up there on the panel. You had industry, you had uh, women, um, you, you, you had someone representing uh, gay people, you had black dudes up there like myself, you had Latinos, everyone was up there. And to give the, to give the industry um, and the, the shop owners and stuff like that an opportunity to talk to us and ask us questions. Right. Because um, people feel that the gun world is really one sided, which we all know it's not true. When we're out there, we're seeing everyone. 
you know, but, no. but, but people aren't, people aren't feeling like that. Like, uh, or I guess on their side, they don't feel like, um, that's really there. Or maybe, maybe it's just like the media saying that or something, right? That this is just a thing for some old white guys, you know, the gun thing is just for old white guys and they're trying to say, no, it's not, it's, it's for everyone. And here's everyone, you know, in this thing, doing it and all different from all different different aspects. I, I think that if anyone was there and paying attention in the least bit, mm-hmm. this was the year of the woman in the industry. I mean, uh, the DC project and, and you had, I mean, there are so many like legitimate women that are not just there to be gun bunnies and try to get famous, but legitimate mm-hmm. women that are in the firearms community right. that they like, said, Hey, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Listen. And I think that it was awesome to see the, the whole thing on Thursday, or was it Thursday, the uh, Turn Shot Show Teal with the DC Project. I mean, that was awesome to see. So, I mean, if, if, if anyone was paying attention at all, this year of above any year that I've been there was definitely not the white guy shot show. You know what I'm saying? It was, it's, it, you're starting to see everybody there. And, and, and that was wonderful to see also. I mean, it was just, it's great. And if anyone was paying attention, they're seeing the diversification right before their eyes. Yeah. I think I think the gun world is being diversified for a while, and mm-hmm. I think you know we see it more. The problem is the media doesn't see it, and every mm-hmm. year you're right that it, it, we can see more and more people, right, entering it from all aspects, right. So um, I, I think that's uh, that's the thing we have to constantly fight. I don't know if the NSSF or any of these organizations that are look. You know what I think the weird thing is? I think that obviously NSSF puts on SHOT Show. I don't think they're really concerned about all of this. I don't think they've caught up to that yet. I think they're just trying to put on a show, make money, and do whatever it is they do. I don't think they see this really as a community type of thing. I don't feel that way. I don't see anything from from them that makes me feel like that. Well, let me ask you this. So, I mean, like, uh, so one... To uh, you know, to ditto on what Ghost said, um, definitely like last year, I started to realize that there was a lot more diversity in the crowd. Uh, people like I, I saw people like Trill Toya. I don't know if you know who she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Hustle Queen actually went for the first year this year. Uh, met Hoodneck for the first year this year. I know he was there last year. Um, and Hoodneck and and, and also uh, what is it? My sister's keeper defense. She does a lot of female training courses around the country. She actually has a sister that lives up around my way. She just told me that, like, like when I met her this year. But um, just them, like, and you could always catch them together. And it was really, really nice to see, like, a nice concentration of, like, minorities, like, moving, like, like in, mm-hmm. really, like, like, like in a crowd together. Like, it stood out. And, like, it was nice to see that it's not just the one person or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. it's building up. And also, yeah, like, the gun bunnies were definitely a lot less this year. And I, yes. I kind of want to get off topic. But the overall crowd was a lot less um i don't believe the numbers that they put out because it's only supposed to be like five or six thousand less than last year it felt oh, it a lot more than that. i actually had elbow room i didn't yeah absolutely i yelled at a person once this year yeah and i yelled like the only time, the only time i yelled was for the damn carts but i didn't yell because of not enough room i yelled those damn carts but yeah i think it was a lot less this year but it was just great it's not a it's not a bad thing at all yeah i think um i know media day had less people but, yes it did 
But so. the lines actually move slower though. So that 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 that's what really I noticed and annoyed the hell out of me was that even though there were the lines were shorter in physical length, mm-hmm. people would just mow like they were like oh like it. I, I, you know, I don't understand the lines on the convention floor. You're talking about people no, walking about the lines at the range day show oh, range day. Okay. It was taking like 20 minutes for people to go through. I'm like, come on, let's go through like, security. That long. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about security. I'm just, I'm just talking about like, if there's eight like people waiting to shoot the clock 44, why oh, does that man. take an hour? Yeah. Right. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think, I think definitely there were less people there. But I know I wound up staying there the whole time because probably of what you're saying. It took a while to actually get through to things. I was try- there was another event going on that I was trying to get to. I couldn't um, I couldn't get around to that just because I you know time and um, let me see. And I also waste a bunch of time talking to people. You know, Lola likes I to go from one thing to the next, and I hang out and talk to people. Go ahead. Yeah, I was only there till about eleven. I actually went to ATAC after that, and then SIG after that. But I remember talking to someone that morning, and I was like, "Is it me, or is it seem like quiet and like nobody here this morning?" And everyone yeah. was kind of the same way. It was like, "Yeah, it's, it's kind of quiet," you know. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of companies don't want to spend the extra money that it takes to be at Media Day. Um, yeah. You know, to do media, they they then be on the convention floor. Uh, And then also, I think that a lot of companies are using social media, their own and other people's social media to get their products out there. So they, you know, I mean, at this point, by the time we got to the show, a lot of people already really had seen uh, most of the big guns out there and seen someone shooting them before we actually got to the show. And then I know the convention itself, I felt like, yes, there were less people at the convention. Uh, the best empirical data that I have is in the new products booth. There was so much, because, you know, I, I don't know if you guys do it, but I go into the new products thing and spin around there so I could kind of see everything really quick. Um, and there was so much shelf space, like they had everything really spread out. And then in the back of that, there were rows after rows of shelves that were just totally empty. You know, so I, just, I thought, yeah. huh? I did peep that. It was, it was like, you know, the shelves were job empty. Yeah. Um, go ahead. That and also, if you if, if you remember at range day, if you go up top the hill and around the corner, mm-hmm. that whole back row and that back top corner was empty. Nobody there was no one at those at those bays. So, you know, I don't I heard they raised prices um, for range day. Um, and like you said, it, it comes down to a, a cost benefit or not. You know, who knows? Yeah. Also, you like you said, you had three. You went to three events on the same yeah. day. That's gonna split it. <laughs> you know. So. Well, uh, yeah, Sig. There was a, there was quite a bit of people at Sig. Um, ATAC was a lot of people, but that's a different crowd than would have been at. They wouldn't have been at Range Day either anyway. So they weren't drawn away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was just, it was for me, it was really, really odd uh, to be that quiet and slow. But yeah, you got to see a lot of people, but it was just, it seemed eerie. And and even Tuesday morning, the first day of actual shot, like the first half of the day seemed quiet. And it was like this weird vibe. I don't know if you guys got that vibe or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, the young guy who the was there. Guy. Dylan, Dylan, this is your first year. Did you think it was crazy, bigger than you thought? What did you think? 
I thought it was uh, pretty large in size. But, <laughs> yeah, it didn't come out right, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. That's what she said. It, That's what she liked said. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a little overwhelming, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had a good time. I mean, I didn't get to see all of the show. I think it's kind of hard to see 100% of it. You know, I just kind of, mm-hmm. after we got what we needed to get done, I kind of, you know, picked the boost that I, you know, liked and wanted to see, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so for you, probably you didn't. You're not noticing what we're noticing because we've been there before. Right. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. This this was like you know it looked completely you know the whole show like it looked a lot different than anything I'm used to like NRA I guess would be the closest thing I've been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see. Harry's Holsters. Let me just throw this up. Shout out to Harrison from Harry's Holsters. He says, some friends of mine were, were talking about a mother-daughter team who ran a successful larger gun shop that weren't taken seriously at most of the booths. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know that's the whole point of SHOT Show, by the way, if anyone's wondering. The whole point is uh, folks come there from around the country, in some cases in other parts of the world, to buy stuff for the year for their stores. So um, there's lots of different deals and things like that going on. Maybe some of the distributors are there and they're looking at things that they think, hey, we want to make these deals and, and um, you know, and uh, and get and get stuff. So I don't know. I didn't, uh, I don't know. I just, it was so crazy for me that I didn't really see any of that, but I wouldn't imagine why uh, booths would not want to talk to someone that have a big gun store and sell them stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't see any um, anything at all. I mean, I have some friends that were there that are like maybe around like 500 subscribers on mm-hmm. YouTube, and this is their first time to go. And even they were met with nice responses from some of the booths. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Under, I don't understand why a, a, a large gun shop owner would find resistance i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's really odd i mean everyone i talked to was was for the most part really nice and when they saw you know i guess when they saw my badge or whatever they were you know um asking me about you know potentially ordering stuff and everything mm-hmm. but they were all really nice yeah yeah that would be interesting i would have to actually talk to those people and find out what their experience was uh dylan tell me what was what was like the highlights for you man you're the young guy you're you're looking at this with virginal eyes shot show you know um what what were your thoughts did you or did you not go to avn (laughs) (laughs) well we joked about that but no i didn't get to go to that <laughs> oh, okay. He said he didn't it's get just, to go. This is why he wanted to. We all know Marco yeah. went. Well, you know. Marco was the keynote speaker, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he's not That's showing his not face. Showing his face. Yeah. yeah. One of the coolest, of the things, coolest things, for things for us. Yeah, you're hearing I'm, a feedback too, right? Yeah, I'm hearing some echoes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I think it's something I'm doing. doing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let Go me ahead. mute. Let me mute mine and see if it's me for some reason. I don't yeah, know. Hold on here. Hang on one second. Can you all still hear me? <coughs> yes, absolutely. Excuse me. Is it? Is there no more echo? No. Oh well. Uh, anyways, uh, one of the coolest things for us is my the store I work at. We're going to become a Palmetto State dealer now, which is really cool. 
Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Richard Hughes is asking this question. I'm going to let uh, Dylan answer this. Richard Hughes <laughs> says, <laughs> Richard Hughes says, uh, AVN, what is AVN? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, you're not going to take that one. <laughs> uh, I'll pass that on. Uh, it's, the, ghost. It's, it's the porn convention. <laughs> adult video adult network video, is that right Marco? Network. i don't know it's, it's, it's an award ceremony not a, ceremony not a convention it's an award ceremony okay is All there right. a difference at this point <laughs> yeah yes um so if you were on the hard rock on wednesday night you knew exactly what was going on yeah how do you know where it is come on now dude all right. I think you, the I echo's coming from you, by the way. You, by the way. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, mute right yeah, now. Mute right now. All right, hold on. Let me mute real quick. Okay. And see, I don't hear it anymore. So it's definitely you. Are you sure your headset's even plugged in? Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going through a mixer. So yeah, I, I don't mean, know why. Yeah. I've got, yeah. Yeah, you I'm unmuted it and it came back, came back again. Hold on just a second. Yeah. You've got something double feeding through there. Okay, let's see. Okay, okay. So we're we're just teasing you a little bit here, Dylan. Tell us it's, what it's your cool. highlight. Tell us what your highlights were before Marco so rudely interrupted, you know, and try to corrupt you. Well, uh, one of the coolest things for me was I got to talk a little bit with uh, Frank DeSoma, POF, about some of their new things. I thought that okay. was really nice. Uh, Frank's mm -hmm. a really cool guy. You know, always takes the time to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the guys that uh, some of the people I wanted to see, I didn't really get to see some of like the big CEOs just because a lot of them, they were in like business meetings. You know, they have like their booths set up where like they have meetings on like the, the top part of their booths. Mm -hmm. But um, I got to I got to see a lot of really cool new products. Um, I'm trying to think offhand. Um, we've already sold the Glock 44. And uh, at, at the store I work at, which is kind of cool, and I got to look at that at Shot Show, which apparently it's having some problems. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, okay, uh, the forty-four, yeah, um, yeah. I guess there's some reports of the forty-four having problems out there. I don't know how widespread that is yet, and I haven't. Gotta, yeah, I've shot it, but I haven't gotten my hands on one for us to put a bunch of ammo through it. So far, I only know of Mac, I guess, having issues. I don't even think it was Mac that had issues. I think he just reposted something about having issues. Yeah, I, I think I think I think he reposted about someone online like yeah. showing their mm -hmm. problems. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, you know, we'll, the 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 thing. The jury's out on that. I'm not trying to defend it. Uh, there definitely may be some issues going on. But if they're manufacturing a ton of those, there could probably be um, a couple of them out there. Let's see if it's more widespread. I say. Well, there's something to be thinking about also is is if you're a Glock person and all you've ever really shot is Glock and all of a sudden you get a rimfire Glock and you don't really shoot a whole lot of 22 LR, you can't just melt down a rimfire like the same way you would a centerfired pistol. So they might be trying to melt down that gun thinking it's going to be the same way. And who knows? I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm not saying there is something wrong with it. But people that shoot center-fired cartridges the whole life, then move over and try to melt down a Glock, there's going to be issues with the rimfire side of things. So maybe that's part of no. Yeah, by the way, is your six covered? Says get rid of that high-tech mic crap. I don't know who he's – which one of us is he talking to? I'm guessing that's, I'm guessing that's you, Ghost. Uh, 
I don't know. It's uh, definitely not me. Yeah, my mic is low tech. This one is not either. These things I have on here are not even like working. So I'm not even working with headphones right now. Yeah. So, but shout out to <laughs> is your six covered though. Um, yeah, I don't know why that. Uh, oh, dude, abide said twenty two plankster has issues with his. That's that's who it was. I was thinking that there was some YouTuber that had problems mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the problem is if Plinkster has a problem, then everyone's going to know about it, you know? So, right. uh, and I'll tell y'all personally, I'm a huge Glock fan, but I think Taurus has Glock beat with their TX 22 just for the price and threaded barrel that it comes with and everything out of the box. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Not a big Taurus guy, but I think their TX 22 is a hard bargain to beat. Ruger SR 22 is my favorite. Um, yeah, I've got the Smith and Wesson, um, the MMP 22, and that's oh, I've had that for years, it's been fine. And then I also have a Walther PPQ 22. That's another is, nice guy. I think everyone has got, has got, got Glock beat here, you know, right, to be yeah, honest right. with you, because everyone's put out a 22, and that's why Walter, for example, Walter from Safety Harbor, hates it. He was throwing lots of hate and shade at Glock at Shot Show. Um, he took his butt over there just to make a video to say how boring it is. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of options. And then even just on regular guns, I mean, look, everyone's making affordable striker fired guns and things like that now. Yeah. You know, PSA is planning on putting everybody else out of business. The dagger. Lord, I'll tell you what, this is going to be the year of PSA, man, with the AKs that are coming out. And the uh, MP5. The Maybe the MP5. They they said that last year. They said it'll be right, up by Christmas right. last year. They're saying the same thing this year. But if it does drop, PSA's getting ready to go crazy yeah. this year. Yeah. By the way, is uh, 6 cover says Echo is gone, just having fun. We actually need to get him to come on the show. Um, so, I don't know. I know he – well, he was kind of on the show already with X-Ring, I think. But uh, – yeah, we got to get hit just him on the show. And we got to get X-Ring back on also. Uh, Harry's Holster says Glock is going to take a bath if they can't get the 44 to handle almost all 22 LR ammo, which will be hard to do. So. Uh, it's gonna, man, Glock gonna will s- definitely not take a bath based off that one yeah. gun. Hell no. No, they're going to sell a ton of these things. Let's I think they've probably already sold a ton. How many of you guys sold in the store, Dylan? Just one or? Um, offhand, I think we've sold, I think we've sold five. Okay. So they're out there. Like we got it, we got them in and like, like, I think we got two and then another two and then one and they, they all sold that day. Mm. There you have. Yeah. They're not Glock. Glock is never going to have those kind of issues. I'm not trying to defend them or anything like that, man. Right. Yeah. The Glock doesn't really have any issues. They didn't even bother debuting that thing in America, by the way. Shot Show is not the debut of that gun. You know, that's a world gun. Um, and maybe maybe in the rest of the world they have better twenty two than we do. But let's be honest, most Americans, you know, you have a bucket of bullets. This is how this is what kind of twenty two most people in America shoot. You know, a lot of us are leaving that high end twenty two on the shelves. Unless unless you're competing with twenty two. Well, and that was see that was my question about the forty four. Is this something? Let's say for Steel Challenge, is this something with, that would be a viable option for Steel Challenge? And I don't think it will. I think that people will use it for Steel Challenge, 
But, I mean, it's just one of those things. You, that's not going to go up against a buck mark or, you know, a victory with these actual race guns that are in 22. Mm-hmm. But the Glock. And it doesn't matter what you use it for. People are going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think um, that's an issue at all. Yeah, and I agree with what you were saying earlier. PSA basically is planning on taking over everything. They're not even they're not even like messing around with that from what I saw. Um, what other let's see, I'm just trying to go through Dylan since he was the 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 new guy at the show. What else like what did you see there that stood out to you at the show and you were like, This is friggin' awesome or this is a cool thing about Shot Show? What 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 happened? Um, well my my opinions are probably different than yours because you know, I'm a huge AR fifteen guy and a lot of people are very sick of seeing ARs at the, at the shot show, but um, yeah. I, I looked at a lot of different brands, and um, like uh, I'm a big fan of LMT Defense. I think that uh, the stuff that they make is really nice. They had uh, they had one of their New Zealand contract guns that has their uh, removable uh, the quick barrel change with a one piece mm-hmm. upper. I thought that was pretty cool. What company is this? Say it again. LM, LMT Defense, Lewis oh, okay. Machine and Tool. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay. So you weren't, you, you, you weren't tired of seeing ARs. No, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm an AR okay. geek. Oh, okay. All right. You know, that's understandable. That. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think I did like the one main, let me see. No, I did. I did a video from YHM that we were talking about suppressors and stuff like that. They make really nice suppressors. Yeah, they do. They they make good stuff in general. I think I did one AR video though. Other than that, from um, from oh. American Defense Manufacturing, the Argo J Argo J's gun. That was awesome. Good. You know, while you were telling me offhand, I lo- I liked your video of the LWRC uh, SMG forty five. That was a gun okay. that stood out to me. Yeah. Um, that was cool, although there was some issues. I heard there was some. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw where your video ended up on like some LWRC Facebook group thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because apparently there was some feed issues with a magazine, but I think right there may be some stuff going on there. I think originally uh, that they were supposed to be using uh, HK mags. The UMP H- mags. Yeah, but HK doesn't want them to do that, so they had to find someone to make they some had to, clones. They had to find a source for their own mags. Right? Yeah, yeah, but the cl- the company making the clones is not doing, you know, not making such good mags. M- magazines always a big problem here, you know. Right. Yeah. One thing I was kind of like, why didn't these? That I thought to myself, um, and and I thought, why didn't these companies talk to each other? So Chris Vector came out with a 22LR Chris Vector, right? Mm-hmm. They don't talk to Glock. Glock doesn't talk to them about this, obviously. You know, um, even though Chris Vectors use Glock magazines, um, so the the Chris Vector 22 uses a completely different magazine from Glock. That's kind of sucks. You know? Yeah, especially you would think, especially with Glock coming out with a twenty-two this year, that that would be something that they might have partnered yeah. up with. Just yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. think about it. Like you're also first to market with this brand new magazine that you actually finally designed, or, or probably had a design for a while, but finally released. It's out on market. Are you really going to let it go for the first three or five years? I mean, if you do, you set the price really high, and probably Christmas doesn't meet that price, or you just don't put it out available for i guess uh licensing patent or whatever you just keep that to yourself i mean like, it, like honestly i see it happening strictly off of business money move yeah 
But I'm but I'm sure Chris would have been happy to use Glock's magazine. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that too. And, and yeah. whether it was offered to them or not, mm-hmm. if it was offered, I guarantee you the price was abnormally high. There Maybe, was, yeah. It job. sounds like it was not offered to them. Sounds like Glock didn't tell anybody. <laughs> you know, maybe they just didn't trust anyone, or maybe well, they just other, don't yeah, care that's that the much. Other thing. So, like, if you get into that negotiation before, you're basically letting everyone know that mm-hmm. there's a 22 either in the works or coming out. Mm-hmm. So it right. makes it makes sense not to either do it or set the price really high where you actually sticker shock them and no one actually ends up doing it. Four, five, 10, 15 years from now, yeah, you'll see it come down because they would have already flooded the market with the mags and they got all the profit for it versus a small percentage of a licensing fee. Yeah. And I bet you right now there's companies out there cloning the Glock magazine. Oh, they're already done with it. I guarantee they're already out yeah. there. I bet sure. you Pro Mag has one next week and that and that thing isn't gonna work for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, by the way, let me remind everyone again, smash the thumbs ups. Let's see here. Okay, since we've got everyone on the panel here, this is a subject that I've been talking about SHOT Show and we didn't get into. Um, Terran Tactical. Did did anyone hear about this? Did you? Yeah, I I was hanging out with Jade for a few hours on Wednesday. Yeah, I saw you threw up some videos with Jade. Uh, I don't think you touched the uh, subject in your videos. Well, I talked to her in private about it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot more to the story than what people think. But, yeah, he's a creepy son bitch, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you hear about this, Dylan? No, I did not. Um, oh. I, like, I know of Terror and Tactical, the company. Like, I know they make, like, the Glock uh, mag extensions, mm-hmm. for the, like the 43, but I, I, I haven't heard anything. Oh, okay. What about you, Marco? You're always in the mix of everything. Oh, I definitely saw it. Um, I... Mm. Oh, Marco not wanting to talk about something here. No, I'm, 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 I'm speaking and choosing my words carefully. Oh, um, words getting chosen realize, carefully. You know, do I do I think he's a creepy dude? Yes. Do I buy that off just that video? No, because mm-hmm. it is a six second basically video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have I have I always thought like you know, I mean like come on, he's an older dude that you know walking around with women that probably aren't of his caliber for a specific yeah. reason you know what i'm saying right so, so let's creepy about that like within itself right but just based off the video i don't have enough context like i'm calling him creepy for all the other things that i've seen him do i'm not calling him creepy for that video um one because the girl like the girl honestly didn't look creeped out by it she i i, I don't want to call her a really participant but it wasn't like no or it wasn't like a stern you know what I'm saying? Like, no one really looked creeped out about it. So it's so, a very short clip with very little context before and or after. So I'm not calling him creepy because of the clip. I'll call him creepy because of everything that I've seen beforehand. Okay, so let's, like, go back here for people who have no idea of this. I think Because I think this was maybe bigger news at SHOT Show than it was outside of SHOT Show. I don't think anyone was anyone did a video or anything like that saying, oh, guess what the whole thing is going on. The hot news here at SHOT Show is... Um, who wants to go back and explain what happened here? Because you're saying it was a quick clip. I saw several clips, several pieces of video. There, there, there was a bunch of them that um, Jade was trying to, uh, or, or Taryn was trying to get Jade to show the world her, as he called it, her precious, I think is the term he used or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, the interesting thing, I'll say this, and, and, and I'm not going to, elaborate too much but i'll say this it's just it's weird that she leaves to start her own thing 
Mm-hmm. And this is released by Taryn. Just saying. Okay, Just saying. so you you um hold on. So let me that's get what my, you so you're not coming from Jade or anyone else. That's just my belief that she leaves and she's starting up her own thing mm-hmm. to do training and acting and all that. Has signed a deal with Blackwater, and then all of a sudden, wait, she has her own separate company. You're saying she left Taryn recently. Okay, just saying. And on to bigger, better things, doing her own thing. Absolutely. Okay, so you think that he himself released that? That's your theory. I wouldn't be. I, I don't have any proof of that. No. Okay. What I will say is, is it's is it a coincidence that she leaves, and she is the one that's kind of been the face of the last couple of years of Taryn with training Keanu and and Halle Berry and all of that. She's kind of been the one is who's been doing a lot of the training. She leaves her bigger, better things. And all of a sudden, this comes out. Unfortunately, if if it was someone in his camp that did this, I think that he was going to regret that because I think that kind of what everyone's thinking is, is that dude's a little creepy. You know, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. think it flipped on him uh, from mm-hmm. what I would th- I would say. Yeah. So just to describe it to people, I think there's this video that's out there, and I don't know, I guess you could find it on IG or something, might still be floating around. That's Bas- what I saw was on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, basically it looked like iPhone video, and obviously uh, uh, Taron Tactical is he's holding the camera and you can hear him talking, and there's this young lady, I think uh, some people are saying at the time of this video she was probably like 17, 18 or something like that. I don't know if you know any better than that, Ghost. But um, Jade, how old, no, Jade's in her 20s. Okay, she's in her 20s. So that video, she was what, early 20s? Is she in her late, mid? I, she is right now mid to late 20s. I'll put it that way. Mid that to late 20s. Not more than a year old. Like, well, I mean, like, I haven't been okay. following her for that long, but she recently yeah. cut her hair that short. It's, it's within the last six months, probably. Okay, yeah. so she's already in her 20s in that video. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. basically he's trying to coerce her to like – um, she's got on uh, what it looks like Lululemons or something like that. I don't know. And he's trying to coerce her to pull it down, like Ghost was saying, and show him her precious, as he put yeah. it. Um, and then this, I, I think this was a few days before, uh, what's the name of the, there's this guy that has a TV show, Shamar Moore, I think was coming out there to train. And somehow he comes up in the conversation where, you know, he's like, uh, he's, uh, he said something about the black, the black D, you know, but just not using that, just not using those words. And then she, she got like, you know, really uncomfortable. The whole thing, she looks uncomfortable to me. It looks to yeah, me like, <laughs> just yeah, viewing it's weird. Yeah. Right. Cause it felt yeah, like I never a bit, saw that part of the clip. I only saw like the. Like the six seconds or whatever. Well, there, oh, there. Yeah. The whole thing's weird. Yeah, yeah it gets yeah. it gets deeper than probably what you saw. But he's saying like, oh, you know, you want that, you want that black, you know, mm. something that rhymes with rock. <laughs> and she started laughing or whatever, and then he's like, oh, all the girls like the black rock. <laughs> so, um, the is, and then she she was uncomfortable with that on guy. So, and he's a white dude. So go figure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the weird thing about it is I like and there's a part of the video where she says, oh, you know, I kissed a black guy one time and never again, you know, which was interesting. So uh, all of this seemed like video between the two of them. Obviously, this guy's coming on to her. He's older. He's the boss. He pays her to do something. It, the whole thing seems to me like she's very uncomfortable, nervous laughter and all that. But she is in some sense complying with it 
from from what I could see. This all comes out during SHOT Show. Uh, he put up an apology letter and, and uh, basically said this was put out by someone who worked for him um, doing his marketing, that somehow they got these things off his phone. I don't know how how that happened, how that person had access to his phone and got those particular things um, off his phone. The whole thing is uh, pretty uncomfortable and ridiculous. And, and the... You know, the worst part of it for me is if you're a trainer and you're trying to be professional and you have a person coming out there to train with you, someone like Shamar Moore, and you're kind of like fetishizing that guy, that person before they come out there, how do they feel when they see that? And how do other people feel when they see that stuff? He's had other uh, black entertainers out there like, you know, he's had uh, Will Smith, I think. He had Halle Berry. But he's had entertainers in general coming out there to uh, do things with him. How do they feel when they look back on this stuff and go, oh, wow, you go out there and you train and these people are somehow talking about you sexually and your organ, your, you know, your sexual organs and stuff like that and joking around about it. Um you know, it's 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 interesting, but I think like um, as you said, Marco, that this is the whole spiel that he in particular does, and so do other people in the gun industry that they're using sex to sell stuff, and then it's on us. We buy stuff based of of people using sex to sell it to us. All right. Well, at the same time, I don't think anyone's buying the the. Uh the the John Wick Glock because he walks around with sexy babes. So no, I don't think. So. Yeah, I, I don't. Think I would so challenge either. you on that. And the other thing, also, just I mean, just to play devil's advocate to what was said earlier, mm-hmm. and this is the part that I see, mm-hmm. I guess, most contrived, or I don't want to say spiteful, or, or just looking for a reaction is mm-hmm. we. This came out like I think it was day one of the shot show at the floor. Like mm-hmm. whoever yeah. released it, whatever side it is, coordinated strategically and had the video for a significant amount of time and mm. decided specifically when to leave. Shot show. When, yeah. yeah, exactly. So just to play that, I mean, like, I, I've never met the girl. I've never, I, I think I've shook Terrence's hand once, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just to play devil's advocate, whoever had this video did it strategically. Yeah, I've met I've met him. I did a video with him a while ago, a couple of years ago, talking about Keanu Reeves, right? and talking about John Wick when the first one came out. Okay, I think it was a good video. I met him, I thought he was a cool dude. But let's let's face the reality of it. Most of, um, at least 90% of the people that work for him are women. They're all sexy. That's what we see in the videos. Do we really do we really need that? Is that selling his stuff to us or is it to you know, is it um you know, is it Keanu Reeves running around and doing this stuff that's selling it to us? Is it that it's very practical equipment? I don't, I, you know, I don't know. But this is this is what we see going on here. And um, I think inevitably... It's the latter of the two that you just mentioned. Because, well, I mean, mm-hmm. you, could, you could be, like, the prettiest girl in the world. But, yeah, like, if you're fast like Jade, that might convince somebody. But being pretty in itself does not sell a gun. Yeah, no, I think a pretty badass that has proven that, I mean, there's, I mean, honestly, if you've got a pretty girl that can absolutely handle any firearm at, at, at an extremely high level, I mean, that's, that's naturally going to, in, in a community full of guys, the mm-hmm. majority, vast majority of guys, how is that not going to resonate with a lot of people say, oh man, I wish my girl could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't know how you separate the two things. 
And I'm not I'm not taking it one way or the other, right? I think we are human beings and we naturally look at certain things more than other things. Right? True. So definitely um, these folks have skills. I'm not trying to take away from anyone's skills. Um, and then at the same time, they have maybe some natural uh, abilities. I wish I was friggin' gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you if this is what you have, why not use it, right? If if you if you were muscle bound, let's say you were muscle bound, wouldn't you be out there with like you know showing some skin, showing some muscles or whatever, walking around doing stuff like that, right? I mean, I think it's just a natural thing that people do it, but all of these things get mixed up, right? There's no videos that we look at where these guys are actually. I mean, they're very skimpily dressed in the videos. So that's a very uh, deliberate part of doing what they're doing. I know I've seen him. I've seen a lot of, like every SHOT show, you see pictures of Taran Tactical, bunch of women. I don't see other dudes. I was surprised he even had a guy working for him doing marketing. So these things are kind of like mixed up. I'm not saying, you're not going to hear me saying don't, like, you're not allowed to do that. Of course you're allowed to do that. But if you do that, you have to have, if you care about it, a certain amount of responsibility of what you do. And I know when I looked at that video and I heard what he was saying to this person that's an employee of his, that's pretty disgusting. He himself is pretty weird and creepy or whatever. And he himself admits like, hey, this is weird and creepy. You know, this was bad. This was a bad thing that happened. So um, I think you have to learn how to balance if you're going to do this kind of stuff and this is what brings in the business to you, 100%, go ahead and do it. But you've got to balance how you treat people because very easily things are going to go wrong there. There's a big and difference. If they go between wrong, you better Hugh own it too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marco. There's a big difference between Hugh Hefner and Larry Flint. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about this kind of stuff, Dylan? You're a young guy. I'm trying to pull you into this here. What do you think? When you're looking at us in the gun world, do you care about all that? Do you care how like attractive people are? Do you look at certain things because you're like, oh, this, this person looks good? Or are you just all about the gun? To me, I'm all about the, I'm all about the gun. Like all this stuff, like it, like it just doesn't really resonate with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like the, the stuff you all were just talking about with Tehran Tactical, like uh, – it, it's kind of surprising to hear that but um you know it, it just seems like 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 you talk about hank with the whole with the whole gun bunny thing i feel like that kind of hurts the gun industry in general because it's just like i mean it kind of puts the gun industry in a box in my opinion mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i i don't it's i don't know i think it's a weird kind of thing because ultimately like we were talking about this before it's human beings doing this right Lots of different human beings doing this. I think if you're doing it and you're just purely about the sexiness of it, right, or the show of it, and you don't care about, like, uh, the politics, the skills involved, the safety things and all that involved, then I can find a way to go, okay, this is crazy. I'm not going to pay attention because this is just about this person like having big boobs or being muscle bound or doing stupid shit because I don't put um, I don't put just beautiful women in the category of being gun bunny. So what I mean by that is just if you're if you're a beautiful woman out there, I'm not going to say immediately you're a gun bunny. 
right? I think that it comes right. down to are you actually trying to train, learn something, teach people things, impart information to people, help people, and oh, well, at the same time, you happen to be attractive, okay? Obviously, there's lines that everyone thinks, uh, like like I just said, when if you look at those uh, Tehran tactical videos, you know, there's very little clothing, and someone I see someone saying on there, none of them look like they're really worried about uh, brass or anything uh, like that. Um, although when I see people actually competing, men or women, I don't really see them dress like that. So if you're dressing like that to do these drills, okay, you know, it's not all about the drills that you're doing, right? right. It's about you looking a specific way. But if you actually have those skills, I mean, I could deal with all of that. What I think, yeah, yeah, but that's on you, right? Because you're yeah. taking that chance that you're going to get burned or this thing or that thing or whatever because you want to look good. And I'm not going to take away from people for wanting to look good if there's something serious behind whatever they're delivering. I think it becomes bad when, you know, people are just doing it for the spectacle, of it, right? So what's the, like, if someone's just really trolling us for the spectacle, like we've all talked about, like Vada, okay? Is that, that's the question that it comes down to. Do we think that that guy was actually training someone or he was just trolling everyone? God, I hope he was trolling. Okay. Just saying. Yeah, but that's where that's where that thing comes in. Yeah. Or if you're if you're looking at someone and they just and we've all seen videos like that where it's just a woman with big boobies, very scantily clad. Okay, she's shooting this gun. Is that is that anything about the gun or anything like that, or is it just look at this video because there's some boobies right here? You know, I, I would okay. I, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying, but okay, let's just take this. I don't think that people are going to put Julie Golub and Corinne and Lena Mikulik and all them. They're all attractive, but they're all badasses with guns. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that, but then again, you don't see them for the most part ever dressing a certain way. It's usually right. a shooting jersey or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I think that, I think that if you're going to, even if you are a badass and you are a legit gun handler, and you're going to dress a certain way. I think you do open yourself up to certain criticisms. Um, you know, it's 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 man, it sex sells. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah, sex sells. And it, and my my thing about it is how like where does it go? Does that end with women, or are they are there guys trying to do the same thing? That's the thing. So this is the question. I'm asking you guys. This is a question. Uh, can we only put women in the gun bunny category if they, if to us they look sexy for some reason, okay? Or are there guys in the gun bunny category? I mean, I don't know if Marco, Dylan, you want to jump in? I will say this, that I don't think they're as prevalent out there because – 90% of our industry is probably guys. I, I don't I it might not be that, but it's a vast majority is guys. Then, you know, I don't, I don't see the need for guys wearing no shirts out there with muscles shooting their AKs. I, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. You don't I see think, that happening. I see, a, I see a lot of, I mean, I'm not, is, is it a bad thing that there's guys out there with lots of muscles? No, 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 no. I'm okay. Not. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't think that the guys, I don't think there are guys out there that go out in their backyard, take a video of them, you know, 
doing a meltdown of an AK with their shirts off, hoping they get views. <laughs> I don't think that happens. <laughs> That's an interesting visual. It's interesting visual. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. America, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What do you think about that, Marco? So, I mean, like, I have a different definition of, of, of a gun bunny than most. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always give an A for effort. So if you're out there actually trying to be a gun handler or an operator, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, 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 I may not give you, I, I may not title you a gun buddy, even though your physical appearance may be, may be labeled to everyone else as a gun buddy. If you're actually mm-hmm. out there enjoying the sport, you know, promoting the two way lifestyle, whatever the case may be, you, as you could be the prettiest girl wearing nothing but a string mm-hmm. and I won't consider you a gun buddy. Now, if you're, if you're put on because you are pretty mm-hmm. and, be, and, and and you have no attachment to the 2A or the only reason you now have attachment to the 2A is because it's now a business opportunity to be attached to the 2A, then I'll call you a bunny. But if you're out there actually training or you know taking training, getting training, giving training, or whatever the case may be, you could be the prettiest thing in the world and yep. I'm not going to call you a buddy. I refuse to do yep. that because that's that's what actually holds like hurts our culture. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know those those that those that don't betray that. So, and you're are you basing that just on looks? Okay, because there's looks in the face, there's looks in the face, right? And then there's looks in the body. Now, let's let's be honest here. We're all guys here. I, you could be wearing a freaking burka, and dudes are trying to figure out if you got a big ass. Okay, so is it just the face or is it how you dress, you know, and does how you dress affect that? Because some people dress differently from other people. Like there's young people like to wear skinny jeans, uh, you know. Once again, like I, w- I would qualify that post facto because I'm first interested in what the mm. person's interests are. Much like, like once again, I don't care what their actual skill level is. I care mm. more about their interest and their intent. So if their interest level is high and their intent is well-meaning, mm-hmm. um, it, it, you know, it, it may not even come across as well-meaning as long as they're intending it to be well-meaning. I'll, I, I refuse to call them a bunny. I refuse to do that. Yeah. But we all know that there are a couple of, specifically in, you know, in Instagram, female Instagrammers, where someone's husband gave this girl a gun and said, here, yeah. stand here, I'm going to take a picture of you. Yeah, and that's, that's definitely. That's yeah. the gun, Bonnie. Yeah, that's that's the classic. That's the classic definition of that that I think about in my brain. And and what I'm trying to say to you guys, I think there's – okay, so for example, I, I'll give a couple of comments here from the from the uh, chat. David Cardinal says, the firearm blog guy in his short shorts. Does he qualify as a gun bunny? Uh, I, for- <laughs> I forgot his name, but he's got muscles. He, he, you know, he wears tight shirts. It's James, isn't and it? I think so. I think it's James. <laughs> he's done stuff in the shower and stuff like that. Is that? I'm not trying. I'm not trying to dish James, right? Is I think that he's doing comic relief there? I think it's just comedy. Yeah. Is that comedy? Is that him like maybe doing something different and funny to get to see if we're paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, you know. I, I think it's just his style, even though I think it's a really crappy style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do we do we put him in the category for that? Because he's rocking some uh, some short shorts now. Uh, Brian Quick says what a woman wears shouldn't have a bearing on competency. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, OK. That's, DC- that's the whole point, though. That's the yeah. whole point. That's what we're talking about is. It doesn't matter what they look like if they're competent. If they are, 
you know, if they're actually trying to be part of the culture, they're actually learning, or they're already a complete badass. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the people that are exploiting mm-hmm. this culture to make money and try to be famous. That's what I'm talking about is yeah. there are people that we know that are out there truly to exploit us. Yeah. And also I'm trying to remember that I'm trying to remember the name right now. I know him. There was one of the gun YouTubers that uh, once like was washing his car or something like that. And the video blew up. Huh? GY6 vids. Do you guys remember that? He was like washing the car oh, and then a whole bunch of ladies. Like washing it? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And the bunch of, I think that video went pretty big, but do we put him in that category? No, I think he's, I think he's very serious about guns. It's that comedy. Just, yeah. yeah, that just he happens. He puts out like one video every three months. <laughs> but he gets a lot of views on it, right? Not as many as subscribers. Not as much. Yeah. As subscribers, as you would think. Oh, okay. What is is, no, G- is GY6 Vids doing something different now, or he's still doing his thing, right? I don't know. I, I, okay. I, 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 I'll be honest with you, Hank. This is just going to sound crazy. I don't watch a whole lot of gun videos. I really yeah. don't. When I'm watching YouTube, it's more like entrepreneurial stuff and tech stuff. No, it doesn't I, sound crazy to me. My, It'll drive you. My friends. Yeah, outside of my friends, I don't watch. Yeah, I think it'll drive you nuts. Like I I look at car videos or watch videos or TV shows. Camera videos. I'm using the camera gear. Yeah, scammer bait videos. Those are those are my favorite. The reverse scammer videos. Those are dope. Scammer bait. What is it? Like reverse scammer bait videos. So this guy who's a hacker. Uh actually calls like the call center <laughs> and yeah. walks into their computer and yeah. their shit. Yeah, the guys yeah, that are I trying to video, they're trying to hilarious. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to get those Nigerian uh when they're trying to get a guy called Scammer Revolt. Check him out. Like he had like yeah. a million really fast. He had yeah. a million really I know fast. who you're talking about. Scammer Revolt. Yeah. I have to look at different stuff because it will drive me crazy. Now let's let's say Dylan says, hey Hank, did you see this? Or like the other day Walter actually said to me, oh um uh, um, uh, military arms channels having some problems with the Glock 44. If people tell me, hey, did you see this video come out? I will go specifically watch that. It's impossible to keep up with um, everything. Um, DCG44 right. said this thing. He says, what about the operator look? Um, that is a sales tool for too many. What do you guys think about that? Is that something used to get our attention when everyone's out there in the boots and the, the tactical pants and all that stuff and the I, beard. I was, think, I was thinking of the same thing. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you look at like Magpul, like I love Magpul. They're one of my favorite companies, but I mean, some of like the, you know, some of like the clothes that they try to sell, you know, I mean, it just doesn't really fit me well. And it's just like, I mean, um, you know, I'm not trying to knock anybody that, you know, wants to be an operator or whatever, but it's just, mm-hmm. it, it really, uh, it's just really, you know, I, I don't think it really like helps our cause because it seems like they're not wanting to market to like the normal guy. Mm-hmm. Well, so are people dressing like that deliberately, accidentally, or somewhere in the middle? I think you yeah, got both. I think there are people that um, want to portray a certain image of themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that there are people that might have been operators or in the military for a while, and they just get... I'm comfortable in my combat boots and yeah. cargo pants. That's just because I'm comfortable in them, and I've worn them for a long time. But I think that there are people that that's just kind of how they dress. Now, I right now I'm wearing cargo pants, combat boots, and a button-down shirt. Mm-hmm. So I'm not 
operator style, but I do like boots and, and, and cargo pants, especially in the wintertime. Yeah. I feel more comfortable in boots, to be honest. I know that sounds crazy. I live in Florida. Boots feel more comfortable to me. Boots at SHOT Show, and my feet were fine, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think, there are, I think there are people that want to look a certain way, that maybe to be accepted or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I, I think that there are people that are going to dress a certain way because they think that's what they should look like. And so, yes, those companies are going to sit there and say, there is a part of us out there that like look like an operator every day of their lives. Yeah. You're going to sell clothes, you know? I know. I think it's a totally subjective question because you yeah. really, like, it kind of gets back to the gun bunny question where you really have to know the person's internal intentions. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like, are you a wannabe operator because because you, your backpack has Molly on it? I mean, who doesn't like or like? I love me. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a really cool backpack. I'll never like. I'm not much into the tactical gear. I probably wear cargo shorts, but uh-huh. I'm not much into, like the tactical clothing. But then at the same time, you know, if I just bought a helmet and a pair of nods for fifteen thousand dollars, am I a wannabe operator or am I cool as shit because I got a fucking pair? Of, I'm sorry, um, because I got a pair of nods. You know what I'm saying? It's I've given up on trying to stop you to to the person as far as what their real intentions are. Right. Because yes, you like half the people can be and half the people might not be. And having a pair of nods is super, super cool. And I'm not getting it to really impress anybody, but for me to go look at the stars. Well, I mean, listen, you are, I think you are allowed a certain amount of bragging. (laughs) Okay. If you worked hard for that thing and you got it, you could at least brag a little bit to the people you know, because other people might not understand your friends at work or whatever might not understand why this is so cool and badass. But like, for example, I've always liked wearing boots. I don't really wear them as much anymore. Unless if you see me on my own range, I'm probably wearing boots and I do have cargo pants. I like cargo pants because I could put a lot of stuff in my pockets. Right. So I've always liked that. But one of the things is when I first started doing this, I used to dress like that, too. And then I was like, I kept having this thing where people thought I was either law enforcement or in the military. And I was like, no, I've never been in the military. I mean, I think that's like I don't want anyone to even perceive me that way. Um, and so I stopped. I like found things that have a lot of pockets and stuff like that, but but look more like jeans than cargo pants because I didn't I wanted the opposite of that. Right. I didn't want someone to necessarily uh, perceive me that way. But then again, you know, I'm a guy with a big-ass mohawk, so, but I do the mohawk just because I like the mohawk. That's interesting, the point you brought up about, and I never thought about that. And I Mm -hmm. guess if you are military, former military, you don't even think about this, but I never thought about the idea of post 9-11 maybe trying to look military. I I never even thought about that. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's got to be a a reason. That's got to be part of it, I guess. I think there's lots of people. Look look at tactical beards, man. Uh, Yeah, I was was just about to say the beard. I mean, like the beard is a total military (laughs) post 9-11 phenomenon, and all the hipsters love it. Um, Oh, they... Yeah, they're ruining it, man. The hipsters are. I was, I mean, like, I was really gonna say, you know, like the guy could be five eleven from head to toe, every (laughs) single piece of tactical gear out there, but he's Mm. never taken a training class. So that, like, that to me is the operator poser because he's buying it just to make a fashion sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might have the helmet and nods, but I'll be wearing a pair of Gucci phone posits, and that means that 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 means nothing to nobody. But I'm not out here trying to pose. I'm I'm really I really just bought a really cool piece of gear that I intend to use either for entertainment, uh, training, or whatever value I have for it. 
that is me. But if you're doing it just to fit in and no other reason or to capitalize upon yourself, then yeah, that's what makes you the poser. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And if you have to, if you have to uh, put on a fake beard, no, I've, I've actually, I remember I used to wear like this, not a fake beard, but like a, it's like a hat, like those wool knitted hats, but it's a beard. Do you, do you guys ever remember that? It's like the beard hat. You ever saw that? Does your facial yeah. hair even connect? I know you got like no beef. man. I can't. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> oh, gee, thank you. I can't grow a beard. For, I can't grow a beard for anything. But I used to wear that fake beard thing. If you go back in some of my videos, you will see it. I especially used to do it to annoy the shit out of Mac. He he hated that. You know, <laughs> and I think I've actually done a video with him wearing that thing, and he was so mad. He was like, "I don't think I'm. The, I don't want to do this unless you take that off." And I was like, "No, I'm not taking. I'm not taking it off." So you could go back and see that, but that was me, kind of like you know, being jealous a little bit of the people who could grow beards. That's one. You know, I'm. I'm is that bearded. like rotten taco meat on your chin with the white right there? I, I can't tell. This is called, it's called being old. It's called being old. It's yeah, old. so it's old taco meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Let's mute him now. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, Brian Quick says this. He says, "I always shoot. Uh, I always shoot guns in a bikini and baby oil is called freedom." Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. You can absolutely do I'm that. Have to go check out his channel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's all see Brian. Throw up a picture of you uh, with the baby nope. oil shooting guns. We we all video actually. Video's better. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see what other comments came in on this. Uh, Joe San said scammer revolts. Why? There's a lot of people liking those uh, scammer. Those scammer things. Yeah, I've never heard of this, but I, I love stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to go watch some of that stuff. It's funny. His older stuff was a little bit better because he actually showed you, like, how he would con like, – he would spend 45 minutes on the phone just trying to con them into, like, oh, give me your team viewer. and Because he would just, like, give them, like, the wrong one to the point where they got frustrated. Like, fine, I'll just give you mine. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he taps into, like, their computer. And he's like, I, I sis-keyed you. Ha -ha. And he cusses them out, like, in Indian language, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I learned a lot of curse words, Hank. Can I, can I curse an Indian towards you? Can, ask Lola if that's okay. Uh, at this point, you can do whatever you want. Uh, I think that ship what, sailed, right? Yeah, what kind of Indian curse words did you learn? Just out of oh, uh, Chutia, Ben Chode, Mother Chode. Yeah, they're all real, too. Oh, those are, those are curse words? I, okay. Apparently. Well, aren't you Red Dot? You should know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the, any of the language. You know damn well your mom cursed at you. I know more Spanish than Indian, okay? You know so, damn well your mom cursed at you. Um, no, my mother cursed at me like in uh, West Indian Patois, basically. Uh, Guy, yeah, so there you go. I got all the, you know, all the Caribbean curses. That's what I got. So, um, <laughs> oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. It <laughs> yeah. sounds bad. <laughs> it's very similar to the a lot of the Jamaican ones. <laughs> I'll just put it oh, to you that wow. way. They're very if, spicy. Yeah. If you've, uh, if you've ever looked at movies and seen, like, have you ever looked at a movie with, like, Rastas in it or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, uh, what's his name? What's the name of that? Uh, Steven Seagal did those movies with Rastas mm -hmm. and everything in there. Yeah, the, the ones from Guyana are pretty close. Pretty much wow. the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very close. Um, let's see. Joe San says, being an IT person, I pull the same stuff in my spare time. Uh, there you go. 
Uh, let's see. And Brian Quick says he doesn't have a YouTube channel. So if we all want to see his him doing or start a YouTube channel and put just I guarantee you know what, Brian, you might actually blow up real fast, man. I just think about it. Yeah. What dudes are out there? Huh? I, I bet you he's on Cam Soda or something. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just think about it. The the it's gun sad. world needs an oily dude. <laughs> We got enough dudes, but who's willing to wear a bikini to shoot a, a meltdown? Yeah, yeah, people will watch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan will share that. Dylan, right? If you film it, they will, they will come. Right? Dylan's not yeah. reacting. Is Dylan frozen? Negative. Right? Negative. Dylan's, Dylan's scarred. We, we talk porn. We talk. I mean, he's scarred. Dude. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, what hell. do you want to talk about, Dylan? Uh, well, something that I forgot to mention before, when you were asking me about what guns I saw that I really liked, there was mm-hmm. one that just came to my mind that I was okay. trying to think of. Um, mm-hmm. So POF has a new gun out called the Rogue, and basically what it is, it's um, about two years ago they came out with the Revolution, which is basically a uh, it's an AR-15 that shoots 308. There's only nine parts differences between mm-hmm. that and an AR-15. Um, it's the mm-hmm. same size. I think the Piston driven revolution is 7.3 pounds and their DI is 6.8 pounds. Mm-hmm. But the Rogue is um, made from a forged upper and lower instead of billet. So it gets it down to like, I think like 6.2 pounds. It's even lighter. And they use a, they use a thinner barrel that helps with the weight too. But um, the big thing with the Rogue is the MSRP is about $1,800. So it's a lot less expensive than the revolution which is about a $2400 gun. Oh okay. So uh, Mar- Marco sent me some video. Oh this is interesting. This video so this is from Marco. It's called The Weird Things You See at Shot Show. What kind of reticle is this, Marco? Bro, it's not even a reticle. It's a rear sight. Like I sent it to you oh. hopefully you could post uh, you could like Yeah, rear sight. Okay, or- yeah. Yeah, I'm throwing it up. Yeah, it's a rare. Is it a rare like uh, fiber optics? Yeah, so it's three dot fiber optic in the rear with a single dot in the front. For some reason, I always come across like the one weird thing at Shot Show. So okay. I, I now look for like the one weird thing, and this was actually outside by the mobile yeah. gun range out in the beer garden mm-hmm. on the top floor behind Magpul. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I just make a quick video of it. I think I have like eighty thousand views on it already, but uh, Instagram dies fast. So, yeah. but yeah, that was that was probably my most viewed video yeah. from inst- from from. I mean, Shot let's Show. remember you've got a massive Instagram channel. Nah, it's not massive. It's okay, massive. how many subscribers do you have on Instagram? Like three hundred something. Three hundred or three hundred thousand. Three hundred something. Thousand. Yeah. Well, if yeah. You, if you oh insist. now. Oh now. You're trying to be. Now you're trying to be now all. He's now he's humble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now he's trying to be. Let me throw up the whole thing here. I'll throw it up for anyone that wants to see. There it goes. Gun channels. Three hundred and thirty-three thousand. That's almost like. Uh, that's not the sign of the beast. It's half the sign. You're a half beast. <laughs> you know, it's not six six six, but it's pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close to it. Yeah. But no, nah, but like, yeah, like that was something like really cool that I saw that honestly, like I, I, I don't like it. I'll be honest. And and that's one of the cool things about me not showing mm-hmm. my faces. I can actually walk up to a booth, get a video like that, not get hounded, walk away, yeah. post it. And right. I don't have to tag anybody 
or you know care about anybody's feelings at all. I personally don't like it. I just thought it was the weirdest, coolest thing that I saw at Shot Show, and I and I don't mean coolest as in functional. I mean coolest as in like. <laughs> You'll never see something like that again, almost. So Yeah, the Jew says Marco Humble. <laughs> he does the evil laugh. Who's the Jew? <laughs> the juice. The juice. I said the, oh, juice. the juice. I thought he said the Jew. <laughs> no, I said the juice. I think in a couple of days we actually have the Pew Pew Jew coming on the show, by the way. That's what's up. Oh, tomorrow. Lola says tomorrow. Um, yeah, you. Okay. Huh? Now, I'll say I'll say this. There were some cool products that I saw, but let me ask you this, and I'll even ask Marco about those rear sights. How many of these products did you walk by and say, yeah, they're done. We won't see them next year. I mean, there's a lot of them. There was a really cool innovation this year. This was a great year for innovation, but a lot of these companies, you're just like, ah, I mean, that's just a little too weird, you know? Yeah. Where is he? Oh, is he, is he not here? Marco? Polo? Oh, my bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but, like, there's always products like that in shop. People that, like, yeah. roll the dice on something. Now, this, yep. because it was at the mobile range booth and, and what their main business is is making ranges, making mobile ranges, I, once again, I don't know if it was a company that was just sharing booth space with them. Probably. Or if they're the ones that are actually making it. Um, it I don't know. It, it, it's super exposed. So think about it. Like, if you drop it, you're going to break two out of the three fiber optics in the rear. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's a complete gimmick. And honestly, like, there was so much space by the time you line up the site, you're at seven yards, you're off by, like, three and a half feet either way. Like, you cannot mm. line them up well. Like, I, I kind of held it still for a second. And you can kind of see how much space you have on either side. Um, yeah. Does it does it zero your eye in kind of like the SRO does just because it's more rounder? Does it draw your eye in there? Yes. Are you going to be accurate? I highly doubt it because there was just way too much space in yeah. that uh, through that rear sight for you to be accurate yeah. at all. So I'm going to throw I'm going to throw this up now and you guys will get a little you, you guys might get a delayed look at this. I came across this guy that had this side. I saw him in the. Uh, in the uh, full conceal booth, he had this Glock sight, and I'm showing a front picture of it now. I could have took a couple, so it was kind of like the sights that eh, I don't know if it's the sights you find on a Steyr pistol, maybe, but it's supposed to draw your eye in. So there's the front is a chevron, and then the back is like the base of a of a pyramid, and you're supposed to line it up and make that uh, triangle thing. I'm gonna try to show you That's guys some, some different pictures we have here. There's the front. There's the front again. So here's like a good picture of what the front looks like. Um, Is this on your Instagram? Because I can't see it while I'm on here. No, I didn't. Um, I didn't throw it up on the Instagram. Let me see. And the company was. Is it SureSight? I don't know. Was it? No, maybe he just came in through that thing. Anyway, this seemed interesting. It might have been SureSight or something like that. You'll see it in the delay. Or let me see if I could send you. I'll text you a picture of it, Marco. And see if you uh, let's see if you get this. So yeah, you know, I like, I, I like the idea of that. Yeah. So that probably seems a little bit more practical, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'll tell you one that the, the company is. Um, I, I'll just say that I'm not a big fan of the company, mm -hmm. but the idea that, that from last year the Caracal had a handgun, a pistol that they moved their rear sights in front of the ejection port, and it really made that sight picture really pop. They blacked out the, the sights, but the rear sights were, if you th imagine, ahead of the ejection port. So now that sight picture is almost magnified. Uh, I 
loved that idea. I love like something like this. I love when people are trying to take something and just make it better. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're mm-hmm. just trying to improve the wheel. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably need to be looking more at your front side than anything. Especially under right. stress, I'm, I'm going to assume. Uh, John Ski has a quick question here. If anyone anyone that wants to take this, he says, Hank, quick question. How to remove paint from gunmetal without removing the phosphate? Yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not an expert on the best way to do that. Acid gunsmith? Uh, acetone. Acetone, you think? That's not going to... Like nail cleaner. Like nail cleaner. That So that won't take off the bluing. I don't think so. I don't, I've never done yeah. it, but I would imagine that. Uh, Babyface probably knows the answer to this question. <laughs> uh, he probably knows it better. Or, or Walter or something like that. I don't know if they're out there listening. Uh, he says, yes, uh, someone bubbled a phosphate-coated rifle with multiple paint splotches. Hmm. That's their own damn fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is uh, a stupid does. Just leave every gun black. Black is beautiful. Yeah, well. Uh, th- there has to be a way. Someone out there, I guarantee you, someone out there in the chat knows about or they've they've come across this before. Dylan, I don't know if you've come across anything like that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably just not the best person to ask. I mean, I've... I've I do some a little bit of gunsmithing stuff on my stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm 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 buying, I don't pretend like you know I'm an expert for me. Yeah. I, I don't. Um, I'm looking. The, there's probably better people to ask than me. Yeah, I'm looking for weird stuff. I'm trying to look through and see weird. Uh, okay, I did see I did see the Yeet Cannon. I'll throw that up picture of the Yeet Cannon up there for anyone. If you yeah, if you yeah, didn't get to see if you didn't get to see the new uh, High Point coming out, there's a picture closer. This is closer than a, it's still a prototype, but not the 3D printed type of deal that you guys have seen before. So it'll be optic ready. It'll, it'll have an accessory rail, obviously, on it. Um, and I'll throw some kind of quick video up of that. Who got to see the Yeet Cannon? I saw it. Yeah. Yep. What'd you guys think? I'm a High Point fan. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say that they're the greatest team, but for what they are, I, I'm a High Point fan, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they're around because the market needs a high point, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I like they're making it better. Go ahead. Go and ahead. I, and I feel the same way. You know, I give high point kind of a hard time. Sometimes I joke about them being a boomerang, but they're good guns for people. They, mm-hmm. they, they really, um, they're kind of like Palmetto state where they, they really exemplify the purpose of the second amendment. It shouldn't depend on your income level. And like you said, Hank, the fact that they're, you know, um, the fact that they're making it even better at that price point is, you know, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, uh, Marco? So, because everyone already said like all the good stuff, I'm 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 going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Um, I'm going to an event in Florida probably in March, and this thing is probably not. I I talked to the people at High Point. I've seen them at this event for the last three years. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be ready for that event. It'd probably be ready for. Uh, they said uh, NRA show, but not the event in March. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. I probably won't be uh, begin my hands on it super early, like I was hoping to. Mm-hmm. Um, the other th- the other negative thing that I was going to say, well, that wasn't really negative, but what I what I what I think is really going to hurt this gun, and what I hope doesn't, mm-hmm. is the fact that people are going to buy this gun for a super low price, 
and they're going to put a super low price optic on it and then be mad at the actual firearm about why their optic died and or not build it up the way it should because they spent $49 on an optic and they were expecting the recoil, you know, not to break it. And then they're disappointed in, in, in the actual firearm. That's just me playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. But I really look forward to getting my hands on one and putting, you know, a $600 optic on it and making it, you know, the optic being two, two three times more than the <laughs> Yeah, like that I actually look forward to. But I think the only negative that I can see coming from this is, like I said, people getting super, super cheap optics and then mm-hmm. being either mad at the gun or mad at the purchase that they made because it's because they can't get a cheap optic to go with the cheap gun. And th- there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. You're still going to want to spend a couple hundred dollars on an optic mm-hmm. that can absorb the recoil on that. OK, it, it, I, th- I think that that's that that's a very valid point, but um, I did see that Sig came out with their new Romeo. I can't remember the number of the Romeo, but it's for they're shipping them on some of the three six five XLs because I got mm-hmm. to see one in our store the other day, and I think that optic's going to be like one fifty or so. And I think that you know that's going to be an awesome uh, red dot on the pistol for the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean Sig and Hollowson are definitely driving down the market. I mean they're, yeah. I mean like I'm not gonna say it's a race to the bottom, but they're. They're shifting the average price point in the market. I mean, yeah. it's definitely coming um, down. And Sky and, has and, and Sky has no, a pistol with no put stuff out there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. I was gonna say Sky has a pistol with a crimson trace on it. That's right. We've sold two of them. Yeah, and that's what like 300 bucks or something. I think. It's, I think. I think. 350. Yeah. 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 And MSRP, the car, think, yeah. it was 389 with the dot on there. So yeah, I think ours was like 329. I could be wrong. There you go. Yeah. 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 And then the PSA pistol that they're putting out, right? The PS9 dagger, um, okay. is 299 for the regular one, and the one with the red dot's going to be 350. I'm not sure what red dot that's coming with. Right. Um, I can't remember if PSA is making the red dot, not making the red dot. Uh, I think they are, but I could be wrong because I, I yeah. w- we had a pretty long conversation with uh, PJ mm-hmm. from Palmetto State. He's like one of their uh, uh, sales guys. Yeah. By the way, John Voorhees says, give me a shout out. Turn 30 today. Happy birthday, John. Congrats. Happy birthday to you. Um, also, happy birthday to Rich. Yeah. when I was 30. Yeah, 30. <laughs> I was uh, a lot when I was 30. It was last what? <laughs> I was a lot sluttier when I was 30. Oh, wow. I had hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How much sluttier could you have been between now and then, Marco? I don't know. Just know I didn't make it to the AVNs then. So <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So when you were 30, you were actually in the videos. <laughs> you were no, actually... You were actually winning. <laughs> you were winning some awards. Uh, also, shout out to Ashley as well from Gunstreamer. I see Ashley uh, jumping in here as well. So let me say this to you guys. Uh, we're talking about weird things at Shot Show. Here's something I noticed that was weird. I saw this at Media Day, and then I saw this on the convention floor. It has nothing to do with guns. I think it's kind of cool to me. I'm gonna uh, put this up here. Uh, electric bikes. So here's one that I saw at oh, Media I Day. I did see that. I saw a lot of these electric bikes uh, or electric assist, whatever you want to call it, bikes around SHOT Show. Um, I'm a fan. Huh? Oh, really? Are you yeah. kidding me? Bro, yeah. you've never ridden one? Don't hate. my. So my cousin who I actually live with, well, he lives with me, but um, okay. he has one. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, why? I'm going to say at SHOT Show. Yeah, they, well, there were people driving, riding them around a media day. 
Okay, I, I was thinking of the little scooters that people were riding around during SHOT Show. Those things no. pissed me off. No. The no, like, a mountain, like a mountain bike. Yeah, I haven't seen those before. Those are pretty badass. Yeah, electric, yeah, electric, electric mountain bike. Electric Someone's, mountain bike. yeah, I think that's you. Yeah, I think that's you. Echoing. Echoing. That's, uh... That's, uh... Me? Yeah, that's Ghost. Yeah, that's Ghost. Yep. Really? Yep. The Echo's back. The Echo's back. Holy <laughs> hell. That didn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So anyway, um, there's anyway, lots of these, lots of these electric bikes around the show. Around the show. I thought it was cool. Electric powered electric is great powered for bikes. What do you guys bike. think? What do you guys think? I remember, what do you guys think? I remember my coworker stopping me and being like, "Dylan, check this out." And I look over and I'm expecting a gun, and I see that. And I'm like, "What the hell is that doing here, shot show?" <laughs> okay, so you're not happy about that. Well, I mean, I just felt like it was out of place. It's just me oh, being a okay. gun nerd. Yeah, you, I know. I, See, I, I this is your first shot show. Lazy. I don't know how lazy you have to be to have an electric bike. I mean, the, ride, ride a bike, man, you know? The, well, that's not the thing, man. The thing about electric bikes, I think it's a really good use uh, of the technology. And, yes, you can still pedal it, but here's the thing. In an apocalypse or something like that, you could throw a couple of these in the in the in your truck bed, Right. These are easy to put in trunks and stuff like that. And you're going to need a little bit of power to get away from the zombies. You, If, if, if you're you running for some zombies, you're not going to hit electricity. Huh? If you're relying on an electric powered bicycle to get away from a zombie that's crawling on the ground and you've got bigger issues, bro. Uh, Just saying. <laughs> you don't know what the zombies are going to be doing. You do not know right now, the zombies, what they're going to be up to. But I think electricity is good for motorcycles and bicycles. I think it's a good it's a good idea, man. Marco, you, you going to have my back here on this one? So, yes and no. So, I think they're really cool. Um, my cousin is an avid biker, and he would typically normally just ride his bike to the metro station and then ride the metro into work, which is only about two or three stops away. And it mm. actually takes him longer to get on the train than it would if he were to bike the whole way there. But the reason why he does it is so he just doesn't walk into the office all sweaty, because it's literally like a 30 minute bike ride. So you're gonna walk into the office all sweaty, you can't really take it. It's not like a gym where the office has a shower and you can get ready for your office day or whatever. So he, but now with the electric, he literally cruises on electric the whole way there, gets to work faster and actually gets his workout in on the way back and pedals on the way back. Mm -hmm. It is super heavy of a bike. So it's more of a cruiser and a coaster, uh, but uphill it'll save you, especially like, like you live in a hilly terrain. And at that you're stopping, you're going at lights in like a major city. But the, the one thing that I don't agree with is, and this is what a lot of environmentalists kind of like argue, well, it's electric, it's doing this. There is nothing clean about a battery-powered yeah. vehicle of any sense. Because if you say that, you've never been to a lithium mine. Yeah, uh, I 100% agree with that. For a mine, if you honestly think battery-powered any, anything is good, and at that, you're still using either nuclear or some other power source to recharge that battery. So there is nothing clean about battery energy. I agree with that. I think – so Ashley at GunStreamer said this, for places my truck won't fit, and I agree with that. You know, She's I think got a big ass truck though. Yeah, she does. She does have a big truck. But guess what? Most of coming us from do. a big city, I hate people that drive big trucks because they can't <laughs> fit in a parking spot anywhere. It's not our fault because you. you no, know. it's not my fault. Your vehicle's too big for the parking spot. You yeah, what is what is that thing? The Baltimore. What is that crazy ass thing that's always a parking lot that you guys have out there? What is it called again? Oh, there's a couple between of them. between DC. Yeah, the Beltway. It's not our fault. You live on the Beltway, man. Don't blame us. 
Okay. Please, I don't care about the Bellway. I care about the shopping center that did not make a space for your Mongolian uh, <laughs> sized truck. It's just this is just pure jealousy. You're just hating on the. No, just get off the it, road. Buy buy an average sized car. No, no, we refuse. <laughs> well then, well then, well then, well then, don't be mad if there's nowhere to park and you're double parked. Oh, you just park on top of little tiny cars. That's what you do. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think bikes are actually a pretty good idea. You can charge them really fast. Some of these things could do like uh, over thirty miles per hour. So you look at some of them could do forty miles per hour for that. You know what I'm saying? So that that could go pretty fast where you're not like pedaling to get up to that speed like Marco is saying. Um, so I, I don't know. I think these are cool. I'm in, uh, It's interesting to me that I'm seeing this like at SHOT Show so much and I'm guessing it's fitting into the survival thing. But I think it is a good survival tool. I really do. And you can you see you can't charge up an electric car with a generator or anything like that. But you can charge up a vice, uh, electric bicycle that way. I'm just saying. So you know, if you got a generator, you could probably use solar solar panels to charge those things up. So there you go. Uh, so Ghost doesn't like this. He's not. I just don't understand why you have a bike that you want to not actually ride. It's you, you can do bike? both. You can ride it I if you want to. But if you want a motorcycle, then get a motorcycle <laughs> or get a scooter. It's you know? lighter weight than a motorcycle. And a scooter, a scooter, you can't pedal. It's a modern moped. It's a moped without the small motor. Yeah, a scooter, you can't pedal, man. You cannot pedal a scooter. Plus, these, these can go off-road. Like that one I was just showing, that's an off-road thing. You can't take a scooter off-road. You could. It'd be funny. But you, you die. I'd, I'd like to see that video. <laughs> the minute you hit, the minute you hit a tree stump, you are dead. <laughs> you know. So I, I think these are a good idea. I think these are a good survival thing. You know, think about this. You can have uh, several of these. You know, it's relatively lightweight. I know it's not the lightest. It's not as light as a regular bicycle. How much they obviously. Cost? Um, I, I I think you know they're expensive. Yeah, we're talking like two two grand, three grand, and that. So you're not going to have a few of these things unless you're just got money to burn. I mean, who's going to spend six grand on three bikes? Uh, if we're in just in case, just in case there's an apocalypse. If if we're an apocalypse, (laughs) Hank, I imagine if uh, I imagine if the zombies broke out, you hop on the electric bike and you take it to the safety harbor jet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I listen in the apocalypse. Everything is free. Remember that. That's true. Yeah, everything is free in the apocalypse. So just bear that in mind. Uh, someone Ashley says if it goes back to the rollerblades thing, I want to go shot show, but I don't want to walk around. She wants to. She wants to go around shot next year in rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> And CloverTac says this. This is for you, Ghost. Some of them charge from peddling them. Yeah. So just yeah. think just think about that. If you have to bicycle in an apocalypse. This guy's too short to reach the pedals on a bicycle, first of all. So let's just okay. go there. For let's me. not be mad at Clover if he's got to have training wheels on his. Shout out, electric. shout out, CloverTac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think they're a good idea. I think they're a good idea. You guys can let me know right now. Good idea, bad idea. idea. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah. And Brian Quick says we're in the Matrix, not the apocalypse. Okay. There you go. I think it's a good idea. So if we're in the Matrix, they can create an apocalypse at any time, correct? 
the I think if we're in the matrix, the apocalypse already happened. Right. See, mm-hmm. that's the key. That's the key of the matrix. Did you guys see that they're actually going to bring back the matrix? They're going to do a matrix four. They are. I saw they that. Are. Yeah. They're actually doing uh, it already. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to suck. Who cares? Coming to America two is coming out. Oh yes. Who cares? Coming right, to America two is coming out. So who? It's all that matters twenty twenty. Who saw Bad Boys? No spoilers. Who? I didn't get. A ch- I was going to. I, I haven't was tra- seen it yet. I was I trying to get. You haven't seen it. Okay. What about you, Dylan? No. I haven't seen it either. You don't I'm, even I'm know really about bad. bad Boys, man. When Bad Boys yeah, One came bro. out, you I, were. I, I do. I do like Will Smith. I'm a fan of Will Smith. Yeah, but oh, when like getting jiggy with it. <laughs> he probably has to Google the Fresh Prince, you know. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he goes that far back. He knows. He knows Will Smith from his YouTube channel. That's okay. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I'm just teasing. All the Aaron Hernandez document. There's like three different Aaron Hernandez documentaries that drop. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna watch the Aaron Hernandez stuff. No, that's just gonna be crazy. Yeah, I am not interested in that kind of uh, insanity. No. You know, so that that's one thing I'm not interested in. Uh, but Bad Boy, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see Bad Boys. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing coming coming to America. Uh, Matrix Four, I think, is gonna suck. It's gonna have the Wachowski sisters, obviously, uh, making it. I think they don't have any damn creativity. Those Wachowski, when they first made the first Matrix, they were the Wachowski brothers. Now they're the Wachowski sisters. I don't think I still don't think they have any creativity. So I'm not looking forward to that. I don't care I if it like has Keanu movie. Reeves in it. Did they really both transition? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like the first Matrix, but yeah, it just got weird. The first it's one like is cool. movies just to capitalize on the Matrix, you know? Yeah, the first one's cool. By the way, they stole that idea from someone. I don't know if you guys know about this. The, Say what now? The Wachowskis stole that idea. See, the whole... I don't know if you know this, but... Check this out. This is going to blow your mind. The Matrix and the Terminator are actually the same universe. Did you did you know that? I did not. The know Terminator that. movies and the Matrix are the same universe. Remember the Matrix? They said that the world got like that because humans and um, and and the robots were fighting. Remember, and that's what caused the apocalypse in the Matrix. And that's they blacken the, the sky. Yeah, they blacken the sky. That's the Terminator thing. But Terminator and the Matrix came from this. There was a, a black woman that actually wrote this, I think, in graphic novels. And she wrote these stories about how that happened, you know, and the whole thing. And, and the movie industry uh, stole it, stole that idea and used it for the Matrix movies. And they used it for the Terminator movies first and then the Matrix movies. And she sued and all that kind of stuff. But she obviously didn't have all the money like the big studios. And even there's some stuff out there where they admitted that they took her um, ideas and made it into a movie. But in her thing, it was all the same, the same world where people fought with the robots. They, they blacked out the sky. And then uh, the robots took over and put all the people in the Matrix and used them as batteries. So, hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of it before. That's interesting. Yeah, that's why the Wachowskis can't come up with anything original after the first Matrix. And that's also why the Terminator movies are no damn good after the first one. Think about that. Do you remember? Do you know the they meme? Used all the, they used all the ammo in the first one. Yeah. Do you know the meme with the guy? Anyone ever seen that meme with the guy that does the, the think about You ever saw the think about it meme? You never saw that? Things that make you go, hmm? Yeah, the guy. There's a guy. Then the the okay. No one understands it. I've seen it. I see it on IG all the time. 
Oh, that was good. That was good. Um, if loving the Lord is wrong. Yeah. Okay, uh, I know we're about to wrap up here, but I'm going to get this in from Harrison, from Harry's Holsters, since he sponsors the podcast here. He says, you have to dress like you're in the Matrix when you're driving your Tesla truck. I'd say what I saw a couple of the Tesla SUVs in Vegas last week. Those are pretty sweet. Uh, Tesla SUVs. I, had, I hadn't seen an SUV before. There were a couple. Yeah, of them the one Vegas. that came out like three, four years ago. It came out like literally like three, four years ago. Yeah, I, I never seen one, and those were pretty sweet. The SUV seen, with, like, with like the uh, wing doors. Oh, you're talking yeah, about the D one yeah. the the one hundred D. Oh, you sure, never whatever. saw those. Yeah. You never saw those before. Not person. No, around here Tesla's pretty big, but it's always the cars. I never oh. seen the SUV before. That was pretty badass. Yeah, those yeah, things are fast. Close to something and see if you can get out. <laughs> um, the, no, they can yeah, back hey, out. Park next to that big ass truck that Ashley be driving and see if you can get out. <laughs> <laughs> with those twin doors. <laughs> um, uh, well, actually, listen. This, you know, we can hate on Teslas all we want to. Those mofos can actually back out. So Brian Quick said the Model X. The Model X is also one. Um, Think about all the lithium that had to get mined in the earth that got to get stripped to get those stupid batteries. Yeah, it's up. destroying the environment, man. I totally agree yep. with you. Yeah, this is the problem. I was having this conversation with someone. This is the problem with everyone going to electric cars. It's not going to make the rare earth metals. We don't have it. And there's little African children in junkyards across the planet trying to melt out these rare earth metals and killing themselves and releasing gas. All of that stuff is horrible. It's very difficult to recycle and all of that. But yeah, whatever, you know, we're not going to stop these guys from doing what they're going to do. Okay. I don't know how we got on that subject. I blame Marco for that. So um, let's see here. Let's start wrapping it up. Let's start with Dylan. Dylan, how can the folks, have you gotten, do you have any kind of uh, social media yet, Dylan? That's a negative. Uh, I just got back from, you know, from getting back from Shot Show. I've been, uh, I've been a little lazy lately and behind on things. To be can honest, can you open up an IG, a Facebook, a, a Twitter, or something? The IG is in the works. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll stand by. We'll Good stand by. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's very old school. He's very traditional. That's what I. You stick to your guns, Dylan. You stick to your guns, man. Don't it. don't let any of these old dudes corrupt you. <laughs> hey, Dylan, we're going to the AVNs next year. Oh. <laughs> At the minute I said, don't let any of these old guys corrupt you. When when we got to the uh, when we got to the shot show one day, we looked over it. Uh, my my boss looks at me and he says, "Do our badges cover that?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, if we take Dylan to the AVN, it can't be. We can't talk about that publicly. Okay. Yeah. You It'll know, be on my Instagram. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Make sure Marco doesn't go with you. <laughs> that's that's the thing I could say. He 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 has ways of taking video that you don't even know he's taking video of you. So you got to be careful there. All right. So let's go. Let's go to Marco. How can the folks out there? How can they follow you, man? Uh, I'm I'm nobody, but um, Gun Channels underscore on Instagram. Uh, but do me a favor. Follow the Machine Gun Nest. It's my local range. Been doing a lot of work with them. I actually spent a lot of time with them at SHOT Show. Uh, probably the best range in the entire state of Maryland. They're up in Frederick, Maryland. 
And um, we're they're called, some filming are they called the Machine Gun Nest? Yeah, the Machine Gun Nest. Okay. Uh, really looking on. forward to doing some filming with them. Uh, Check it out. There it goes. I'm going to follow it. Red camera this weekend, I think. Yeah, following That's it right. I'm following it right now, the machine gun nest. So whenever we come, whenever we're in Maryland, we could go shoot at the machine gun nest, right? I got you, bro. I All got right. you. Okay, cool. Sorry, I didn't I catch that. Shut Did up, Siri. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, I have people in Maryland, so, you know. You do? Yeah, I have people in Maryland. Bro, you can't come to Maryland unless you can grow a full beard. Uh, well, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, man, because I'm... And how I'm do all Ma the snowflakes end up there? Yeah, exactly. And also, I've been in Maryland the a lot. The so. took over the tactical beard. When I'm in Maryland, I never see you, Marco. You never call me. You never oh, call yeah, that's, me. That's true. That's true. That's kind of deliberate, but we'll talk about that another time. Uh, actually, actually, what we need to do is we need to get Marco to come on just to talk about how the hell we can all get our IG up to... 300,000 plus, you know, we're going to have you come on and give us some IG tips because I know you have them, man. Don't even don't even try that. We I know you know some stuff about you IG. You discussed it earlier. You, like you said, you're going to oil up and take off your shirt and show no. us you like the chest. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, you could do it. Ghost, how could the people follow you? They don't want to follow me. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, we're mm -hmm. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Just search Ghost Tactical and. Yeah. You want to get home, then watch our shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, you know, hopefully we'll get Ghost up to, uh, <laughs> we'll get you, we'll get you up there in the, in the, uh, the six digits, Ghost. Six digits coming at you. I don't you. know if I want to, honestly. <laughs> I really don't. I don't, I don't, I, I've seen, we all seen what happens when, when they, when people kind of start getting bigger, I don't want to do that. So it's one of those mm -hmm. things, as long as people enjoy my stuff and I'm enjoying it, I, I don't look at numbers. I honestly haven't looked at numbers since like nine months. I really haven't even looked at them. As long as I'm doing oh, okay. what I'm doing, it's cool. It's cool. I, yeah. People out there like it, so that's good. Yeah, cool. my best social media is the one on my phone, my phone number that I give out to people. Right, then, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And people just reach out to me and stuff like that. Oh, Hey, do you mind if I mention the store real quick? No, really... please do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so uh, if, if any if any of y'all are ever looking for any type of new or used firearm, you can just uh, look up everything. Can still carry Louisville. Give me a call. My name's Dylan. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying, you know, there's a lot of good places to buy guns out there. You don't have to buy from me because I work there. But I've bought from there probably two years before being a customer. So we have really good deals. And. It, you know, it's just always a good thing to check. And um, if there's something really specific that you want to look at, I can try to hunt it down for you as best as I can. So and even if you just want to call and say hi, that's fine, too. Yeah, absolutely. And the next person that goes into um, uh, everything concealed carry, please bring in a little jar with a sticker on it that says AVN fund. Put it on the counter <laughs> and put a dollar in there <laughs> and start because it's going to take some money. <laughs> it's going to take some money. And uh, before I drop the ending here, Marco Ashley says, is there room for my truck at the machine gun nest or do I need to break out my rollerblades? Yes and yes. Yeah. So the machine gun nest is in a part of Maryland that we like to call Fredneck. So yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Good. Let me let me drop the ending here for everyone. Hold on one second. Boom. There we go. All right, guys. Make sure you go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for the email list. That's how we're gonna give away things and keep in touch with everyone. Also, subscribe here to the channel. 
ring the bell so you can be notified. And, of course, comment. I want to thank everyone for coming in. Marco from Gun Channels. Okay, we've got uh, Ghost Tactical here as well as Dylan. So thanks to you all. Thanks to Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the show. Go check them out. The code is Hank Strange, and that will get you 10% off at Harry's Holsters. And uh, thanks to everyone out here. We'll be back tomorrow. And like Lola was reminding me, we've got the Pew Pew Jew coming on tomorrow. Well, what? So that I think that's going to be an interesting show. You guys want to watch that. Any final words from you all? Nothing. Nothing. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say the last thing. Um, make sure... You guys are supporting Hank on Patreon with everything with going on with YouTube. I just I'm gonna say it, you know, uh, give your channel some help because you know that's what keeps them going. Awesome, thank you, Dylan. And by the way, Dylan does support me, and I appreciate that. He's an awesome, awesome young man out there supporting uh, not just me, lots of other folks out here, and coming on here and dealing with uh, you know all all the the stuff we threw at him over here. Uh, he he blushed quite a lot. You guys have to look at this on video if you're looking if you're listening to it on audio. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Thanks everyone. Great show. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. See ya.